a hot take. That's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance yeah. commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. <laughs> no, god damn it. Uh, Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like. Don't touch my records. Ever. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Hot Takes. I am Young Shiro, and with me to my left is the Honorable Dr. Ooh, Skeleton uh, Lipstick. Um, hello. For tonight's broadcast, we have invited a very special uh, old head from the vaporwave scene, uh, making slush wave, making all kinds of crazy flips and mashups. Uh, many Vocal songs, too, con- all kinds of constructions. Very I multifaceted. No. Since you remember, it's not at all, in my opinion. Vincent Remember collaborated, probably most well-known, collaborated with Telepath, um, yeah. Interstellar Love, but uh, obviously has a lot of solid, solid material on his own, uh, released on both Business Casual and Dream Catalog, so you know he's a heavy hitter. We're excited to have Vincent with us tonight, but as always, most importantly, thank you, Hot Takes homies, for tuning in. Um, let us know if our levels are good, if it's too loud, too quiet, if the music is too loud or too quiet, keep us in the loop. Uh, if you have questions, run those questions. We want to keep this chat active. Uh, don't forget, nothing's off the table, just no punching down. Punching up is fine, just keep it kind. Um, let me fix your video feed, and Chris is going to start us off oh. tonight with a handful of recommendations. You're sure, fine. Sure, why not? Actually, that's great. Right. Thank you. All right. Uh, okay. You know, one uh, album that I kind of want to draw some attention to that came out, I believe, last year is by an artist known as uh, Agnar, and it's the album 4, colon, 3. It's a fantastically produced, very spacious album full of really skittering, but calm, but at the same time calm synth lines and very confident drum patterns in the background. But it's it's got a lot of um, sort of like the actual texture of the fuzz within the synth is what skitters a lot, but the synths themselves are actually quite stable and really maintain this sort of landscape of walking down along, I don't even know, like a space corridor or something like that nature. And then the drums kind of rattle along in the background and it's a whole experience. And I really do feel like this is an artist who should get a little bit more attention and Agnar. I mean, they've been yeah, Agnar. They've been working for quite a while now, and slowly sort of building their sound and developing the t- their production techniques. And it's a real joy to check out the album Four Colon Three by Agnar, um, young producer as well. And they've oh, yeah. already made a lot of progress and, and had a lot of success. Uh, and I very much look forward to what this producer is going to do in the future. And then if I could maybe go recommend one other guy right now who has um, a new, uh, I think, uh, a new EP out, I believe. And that would be, uh, well, I guess, yeah, it's an EP. It's like three songs. Uh, Superflat's Aero Disco. Superflat. Uh, it, uh, Superflat's, uh, also, I mean, already, like, one, you know, it's, 
I mean, I mentioned I know him many you're times a big fan. here. I've, I've worked, I've worked with him before. True. Um, he's a guy who's constantly bringing in new sounds to his production techniques. Um, whether it's going to be sort of like an acid house feel or a few, well, you know, combined with the future funk feel, and also combined with his uh, experience as a uh, as a as a DJ for multiple parties over in, I believe, Mexico City. You know, he's just got a lot of influences that go into his music. He knows how to throw a party. It's evident in his Hell music. Yeah. He knows how to make party music. He's a guy who's clearly uh, DJed multiple different types of parties. And also, he's got that Latin influence in him. And I love me some some future funk producers from Latin America because they just view the That's genre from a whole... From. Correct. I have Brazil. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, Jesse cassettes as well, and mm-hmm. um, all River kinds wave. of. There's a whole. Yeah, man, absolutely. So there's like I really love the Latin American future funk producers because they they're like approaching this like genre from so many different cultural influences, and that is just so much fun. You know, what's always funny to me too is like when I talk to them, it's just fascinating to me how they still have. They have the same, uh, a lot of the same musical influences that we would have in America. Like, they'll talk to you about the right. avalanches all day long. Mm-hmm. They'll talk to you about uh, all the other uh, influences that go into Vaporwave. But they also have their influences from their own local music scenes, too. So it really just, like, I mean, you're, like, combining these, like, imagine just combining, you know, you know the, the French house along with the city pop, and then along with Latin influence. That's too cool. And then, and then whatever else Superflat's interested in, which you know currently would be like a lot of like acid techno stuff. Right. So, you know, check out his new EP as well. And, Thanks for uh, the links, by uh, the way, Lux. Yo, thank you so much. Yeah, so Aero Disco by Superflat and 4 colon 3 by Agnar. And, uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Very What's cool. your hot take? Uh, quick, uh, quick shout out also, uh, Soft Replica's album just dropped. Everybody congratulate Man. Soft Replica. Yeah, absolutely. Let's put that out as another recommendation by me, too, is that Soft Replica's new album as well. And I know, but you can talk about that if It's you not like. my turn, but Soft Replica, as you guys know, is Go for it. Why a not? longtime friend it. of the show. Uh, not to steal the spotlight, Great Soft album. Replica, along with a few no, other people. Please steal always, it for Soft Replica. Please Always do. been here. Soft Replica took a beautiful fusion of shoegaze, uh, and slush wave and video game, mostly JRPG soundtrack samples, and just put out his debut album finally, which I had the you know the homie hookup and I heard a little while back. But uh, mastered by another friend of the show, the illustrious Angel Mark Lloyd. That's and right. Boy, Water did she make it this. pop! Really made it pop. It's lush. It's spacey. It's sentimental. It's hypnagogic, and it's highly recommended to anyone who likes Sweet Trip, Candy Claws, Sea Feel. Uh, Vincent, remember, telepath, whatever. Um, you got to check mm-hmm. it out. Thank you, Lux, again, for linking Soft Replica's I, I album. Is that called as well, absolutely. Only Ever in Dreams. Wonderful mm-hmm. work. Check it out. See if you can count the samples. It's it's impossible. Um, <laughs> thank you, Chris. My, uh, my hot take for tonight, uh, again, involves DJing. And it's something oh, that I really want to bounce off of you because you are the more seasoned party DJ between the two of us. It's okay. more of a lamentation, I guess, a rumination. <laughs> For any fellow DJs in chat, I know Mark uh, Vincent remember DJs too. Um, I've actually, yeah, he's yeah, DJ yeah, he with DJs him too. Actually. He's been in a show yeah, yeah, I, I have very I have fond memories of tuning into a stream and him playing some fire ass Alexander O'Neill tracks. But we'll talk about that later. Um, 
It was it was an IRL show by Virtual Night. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, <laughs> so jealous. It 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 seems to me that there are two types of DJs and two types of shows. There are shows whereupon you play the hits, you play what people want to hear, and there are shows yep. in which you show the audience something they've never heard before. Yep. And I really hot take. I really hate how most people don't like the former as much as the latter because wait it that again they don't like what's the former again it seems to me chris and and i'm not gonna cast aspersions as you call it because we all love a good karaoke uh-huh. session if you don't play uh-huh. the hits the floor will go empty and so i you just say people don't like the former isn't that so I, you say people don't feel, don't like that you know what i meant to say the opposite people people oh, i feel yeah. like yeah. and yeah. i mean i'm guilty whenever i let's say i want to go see a band play live i know that like you know, to bring them up again, Animal Collective is famous for experimenting the entire night. And people who want to hear, like, My Girls and shit will typically leave kind of let down. I, I, I understand that people want to hear, you know, the pop culture, like, hits that they can, like, scream and sing along to in an anthemic fashion. But it bothers me that, like, anytime you want to slide something in there that's unfamiliar or unheard, I feel like a lot of people, at least outside of our scene, just don't really respond. It's like people yeah, don't want to hear anything new. You got to slide it in in between a bunch of known hits, and that just don't sit right what? with me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, it depends on what the the context of the party is, right? It does indeed. So, if you're being hired as Skeleton Lipstick, the artist, you can play what you want. But if you're DJing correct. a party, you have to play the favorites. You have to do what the crowd tells you to do. And so you start off with favorite because it's easy because you know that it'll work. And then you move it. You know, I don't have to tell you this. You know better than anybody probably is that you start off with something that people like. Or you start off with something that even if they don't know, you know will work really well on the dance True. floor. And then you move out from there. If you can sneak in something that's very interesting, that's great. If you can't, you can't. It just depends on the day, in my opinion. I, I... You know, it depends. It's just it's all going to be guided by whatever the crowd wants to do. And maybe you do pick something that they don't respond to. And then you just got to get out of that song and get into another one. Right. Um, you know, and and it just depends on the context of what the thing is. You know, the, the fact of the matter is that these days the line between performance and DJing is extremely blurred now. Right. You know, because that's just currently how we decided to present electronic musical artists is we will put them behind the DJ decks because well you know that's just the uh, that's what we do now <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean that's how we do it now that's how yeah but, uh, but a lot more often we've moved away a lot from that and put them behind DJ decks particularly if they're more high energy artists mm-hmm. right yeah, if, uh, sometimes these people aren't necessarily DJs they're producers but this is like what else are you going to put them behind uh, for them to demonstrate what their music is like, what their energy is like, what their uh, performance is like? Obviously, at Terminally Chill, I consider that to be a dance party, specifically a dance party, as in, like, this is a party and the format is vaporwave music and the vaporwave scene in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to play stuff that is from the scene or has influenced the scene or people in the scene enjoy, right? True. So. But if it was like a Virtua 94 show, like they set up a lot of shows and, um, you know, maybe you're an electronic artist that mostly DJs or maybe, you know, I do a distinction between like party DJing and performative yeah. DJing. Performative DJing, the focus is on the performer and what they're doing and how they're going to do it and their energy. Everyone looks at them and 
dance like party that. DJing is about the audience and what and it's about the audience, right? And um and yeah. and, the, and their interactions and building that little community and having people come back every month or every two months depending on when you do the party, right? Mm-hmm. A show only happens once in a while. Performative DJing only happens once in a while when someone does it yeah. and a party is usually a regularly scheduled event that, you know, people come to, you know, for a good time. You know what I mean? And yeah. specifically it's about the audience of those parties. Yeah, you got to make them want to come back. And and I, mean, that, I, I make feel that like that's clear to anybody. Harder. And I make that pretty clear to anybody who who plays at Terminally Chill. You know what I mean? That this is like you are you are not here to to show off all your music and to do this and that. You can a little bit, but mostly right. you're here to like show off your ability to guide a crowd. You Get know, show dancing. off your ability. Yeah, your ability to generate energy for a dance party, to generate energy and and bind people together in a community setting. So you know, whole other skill set, whole other thing, whole other skill. And you're set. right. Very right, though, but I and, I and I agree with your hot take absolutely, and I think that's why you need to make it clear to people what they're getting into when they mm-hmm. go to something. You know what I mean? Well said. I, you know, if they're gonna, all right. Well, do you want to introduce our guest tonight? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's bring in. Um, you know, no, no, you you do it, you do it. Okay, you it, well, you, you did it such a good I, job before. I forgot to ask him if we can address him by name, so I'll ask him in a minute. But uh, Vincent, remember, guys. Me is uh of course oh, an og and uh we, we are very very excited to have him on um give him a warm hot takes welcome welcome and go ahead and unmute yourself buddy what's up yeah what's going what's on? up man how, how y'all you doing we're glad to have doing you doing very well very right. happy to have you here thank you can, thank can you we address you by me. your first name yeah or do you yeah, want okay <laughs> you can say no it's all right uh guys everybody say hello to mark uh, <laughs> um, Yo. Thank you very, very much for joining us tonight. Uh, chat, go ahead and start running up some questions for Mark. Uh, Vincent, remember, I'm going to kick us off with a fun one, if that's okay, before uh, Skelly Please gets do, in with the uh, autobiographical I wanna, I wanna, one. I want to know. I want to know where a <laughs> man starts from. I want to know well, what the first. I want to know what the weirdest music that you enjoy is. The weirdest music I enjoy. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I kind of mm-hmm. like took a whole left turn from like weird shit. When I was younger, I was like super into like super weird shit. <laughs> right. Like same. Uh, it's like I've mellowed out. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I'm pretty just... much <laughs> funk. You know, uh, soul and funk now for some reason. I don't know. It makes Hell me yeah. feel good. <laughs> no, Tell me that's, about it. That's dude. nothing. You gotta you gotta follow what makes you feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. I've noticed as I've yeah, aged, you. the music that makes me feel good is what sticks with me as well. I mean, I no, like art music. Can't... Well, you know, it doesn't even have to be the weirdest thing ever. It can just be something that, you know, just didn't even maybe seem like you initially and something that you're into that people wouldn't guess, maybe. True. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm like a super shoegaze guy, man. No, really? that's badass. Wow. <laughs> well, maybe you can yeah. help us settle a debate. Are you a bigger fan of My Bloody Valentine or Slow Dive? Slow Dive, man. <laughs> Thank you. I feel so validated yeah. right now. Wow. Everybody oh, yeah. it's, it's... wants to shit down my throat whenever I say Slow Dive. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised at that. I am so happy right now. I'm surprised they get so upset about that. <laughs> I think that See, look, Soft like Replica video. says bye. <laughs> Wow, I, I love I love my bloody Valentine. I love him of course, too. Slow, yeah, slow dives like yo, they paved the way. But it's something about that Slovakia that's just like 
I can do I can listen to Slovakia doing anything, and I mean True. anything. You know. <laughs> I, I feel so validated right now, Mark. Thank you. I, I, I <laughs> All right. Wait. Okay. Can I ask? Are we got left? Uh, let me let me run one of Shoji's questions really quick, if that's okay, right. Chris. Shoji says, "What was the first? What was the first live show you've ever done, and how did you feel?" The first live show I've ever done. Um, when I was in in high school with with my homies, we did like a uh, uh, like a talent show. It was okay. fucking terrible. They they booed us off. The stage. <laughs> no. <Really? laughs> No, that did not happen. At a talent show? Yeah. I thought anything goes. We went to a very unforgiving high school. Yeah, damn. Wow. We we were a small high school, so, like, imagine, like, it's only, like, 300 people in high school, so imagine, like, having to see the same people that booed you Boy, I bet you remembered all of them. (laughs) I hope you don't run into them at the grocery store. Were you doing an original song, or were you... Yeah. I got to turn up my mic, apparently. Yeah, turn up your mic. You turned me down? Well, Um, I mean, I'm up. You lowered me, right? I I put you back to the normal volume, but now we're good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, good doctor. Uh, Wait, so what kind of band was it? Were you playing an original song, or was it a cover? No, nah, it was like you know, I, I wanted to be a rapper at one point. So me and right. my my rapper. I feel homies, like you wanted to be everything. Just yeah. judging by your like, just judging from your discography, you know, like, yeah. you've been like everything. Go ahead, continue. But no, I, I I made the beat. The beat was terrible. I kind of was like the little John, like hyping up the crowd and stuff. Like yeah, everybody get up on your feet. Oh, and then damn. they started rapping. Amazing. They're, Amazing. They're, <laughs> No, there's no mic like. My classmate uh, like, boo, no. boo, boo. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> this is that's crazy. so ugly, dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. So how did that make that. you I'm, feel? I'm that's the you can laugh about it now. Of the question. I think the answer is obvious. <laughs> I, I felt like I did a good job because I got the crowd on their feet. They were excited. Nice. That, like you know, I'm hyping up the crowd, but. I felt a little bad for my friends because. Oh man! <laughs> but I'm like, no. You did your job. Yeah, I did my job. Yeah, man, a hype man has like, to go all in. Yeah, exactly. So I did my job. They they should have rapped better, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should have given you a good <laughs> reason to hype fault. them up. I I really love the fact that you're like I can look back on this and be like I did right. I did a good job. <laughs> you know what? This isn't on me at the end of the day. Right. All right. Wait. All right. Okay. Go. Can go, I Chris. Do, can, yes. can I do a question now, please? Yes. All right. Cool. Okay. Because I have to know. You know, you are somebody who has been involved in the music scene for a very long time. I would say that you're one of the first wave guys, in my opinion. And how did you get involved with? I mean, we'll, we'll first start with this question, but then I have other ones before that will come after. But the first thing I have to ask is just. Um, I mean, how did you get involved in this music scene? How did you get involved with uh, with making music uh, in this little playground of uh, uh, that we have here? How did you? How did that happen? One day, I was like surfing, um, excuse me, SoundCloud, and I came across this dude named Massimo McKelly. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's a, a, a Russian vaporwave producer, but okay. he uh, he's he did a. a you know, a, he slowed down um, Velma Houston's "You Used to Hold Me," and I was mm. like, "Oh, this shit is crazy!" Because I, I didn't, I never heard that track before. So once I heard that, I'm like, "Yo, what is this? 
wow. new thing that's going on because I I've never heard it. That's when I started to find Telepath and Hell yeah. mm-hmm. and uh and Silver Richard. That, that Silver that's the Richard's first project. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, and, Lux and is you, a fan. Yeah, of the if, if you know yeah, and and he was he, yeah, look right there, yeah, and yeah. and I I appreciate his, his, what he was doing, but I mean with the Silver Richard thing, you can kind of see the similarity between mm. Vince Remember and Silver Richards, you know, mm. yeah. <laughs> so not that I like fashioned the 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 brand behind that, but you know I I was inspired by that, you know, Very so absolutely. Just that time period right there, that that definitely inspired me, you know, to uh to get into the scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you started making, you know, your music, and did you you got pretty involved in it? You know, you've collaborated with a lot of interesting people. How did you meet Telepath? Uh, so I don't. Yeah, I let's let's refer to him as Telepath. I was gonna, you know, say Luke. I don't know if y'all. Know nah, him, I don't. Yeah. I, I do. I mean, I've actually, I've actually. No, point. it's true. No, I've actually smoked. I've actually smoked weed with with uh, him before. So <laughs> yeah, I do nice. know him. <laughs> I, yeah, I never his own personal selection actually. Yeah, I I've, I've never met him in in real life. I know that when the uh the festival happened up there in in New York, he was mm-hmm. asking about me and, and shout out to shout out to Telepath, you know. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in a few years, but yeah, uh we were just exchanging comments on SoundCloud like, "Yo, oh, this is not you know how he would like, you know, do his his uh his comments and he would space his letters across and like yeah you know uh-huh. uh, otherworldly <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the majestic magical quality yeah, absolutely oh so you basically um i mean i think that's like how a lot of us would always become friends with each other is you know just noticing somebody uh, making the comments about things and um networking it's very interesting back then it was just so much networking um you know between different artists and between different people and it's funny how that all gels together to become a community eventually it's yeah. it's fascinating really yeah shout out oh, to yeah, the early yeah. days of vapor when you could uh, mm-hmm. when you could get George Clinton to answer you in uh, in his DMs, I still have like a Mirror Kisses remix that I I was supposed to like release a long time ago. Oh and no, I, way. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna do yeah, that now. A little late now, right? <laughs> no, uh, we got a small backlog. Of yeah, I never questions. finished it. Um, oh, all right, fine. Yeah. We get some questions. I have you know, actually, you had. We'll do, get, oh, I'm sure you no, do. No, go do the back. Well, so uh, Lux, you kind of already you kind of already answered her question. She said, "What was the Vaporwave album that introduced you to the genre?" What led you to Vaporwave? Um, yeah, if you want to expound on that, right. you can. But she has a follow-up question. It's pretty good. She wants to know what your favorite Vaporwave album ever is. A favorite Vaporwave album ever? Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely going to name drop Telepath a lot tonight. Go for <laughs> it, man. Uh, damn, I forgot the... I, I know the Silver Richard telepath split was one of my favorites but it was the uh i forgot the name of the one telepath slowed down this gospel sample uh and he mm. called it sex and Bernio, and <laughs> that that <laughs> wow that project was like my favorite of all time because that sent me down like this this gospel funk like rabbit hole nice because he mm. sampled that like the, that was a random sample but i'm like yo this shit is so cool like where did he find this from you know Dude, I was um, looking into a, a sample for a specific N5X, this track called, because I know they want to catch me. This fool took a song, a Christian song called Jesus is My Lord. It's like a Jesus Freak era, but like a funky yeah. Jesus Freak song. 
and, and did the slowdown and looping thing and then threw like a rap beat over it like a rap like bar and I was just like man this is good <laughs> I don't know how people find yeah, that shit well that's like the fascinating thing about all this stuff it's just like it's like uh, you know like Mark was just saying like you know, you hear that song and it just sends you down a rabbit hole into like a whole other genre of music or a whole other enclave of sounds that you never even considered thinking about before. And then all of a sudden, here you are in this new world of music. You know what I mean? That was just like there was like a little signpost. That Vaporwave song was the signpost right. pointing towards it. And you just like you enter this other world. And it's so fascinating how many interesting things you can find through this uh, through this little uh Little experimentations, you know what I mean? True. Fascinating stuff. Um, do you have another? Is there another question in the backlog right um, now? I want to say, I think Shoji asked what your favorite project that you worked on was. That's a good question. I think it was Shoji. Yeah. What's your favorite project you've worked on? Culture Vulture probably was my favorite project I worked yeah. on. That's a great album. That yeah. is a great I, album. Super, super different that's a great from album. typical sound. That's yeah. really interesting. The vocal, I mean, you know, you do vocals. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that's yeah. phenomenal. What dis- what made you decide, you know what? Let's try something else. Let me let me really put myself out there. Let me start adding some vocals. Let me, let me just try it out. Add some vocals to a to a to a, you know, for an album. What made you decide to go in that direction? Well, you know, my best friend, my partner in Camp Candle was always like, "Yo, you should like start singing and stuff. You like you should start doing something to, to showcase that you can actually like hold a note." And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I I do kind of like my voice, so I, I might do a couple tracks like that. I, I, like I that. definitely would like to to do like a full project like that with with songs that I write and, yeah. and actually, you know, lead because like the the whole you know George Clanton thing always like inspired me as well, and mm-hmm. and I appreciate him and and his wife like they they definitely took that and it, there's it's a whole other thing now, you know, and not and I appreciate what they're doing with that. Mm-hmm. It is very much yeah. vaporwave 2.0. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Camp Candle? Because I've I've followed it kind of loosely, but uh, I'm not sure the viewers are aware of what you're working on right now. Uh, well, Camp Candle is a project that you know it's like an indie pop, indie R and B project that me and my high school best friend put together. And you know, just once again talking about like all the influences that we had growing up, and kind of just cool. you know having a melting pot and into one thing and just growing you know uh mentally and spiritually through that and and just understanding this you know music industry and and whatever else and, and we've had such good moments up until the covid shit happened you know real shit. Uh, it it and 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 it's all good you know we're, we're still we're still doing our thing with that it's you know we're kind of on not hiatus but you know it's it's mm. been a slow two years because of covid you know but shout out to my my partner Hatepsa, you know we we definitely gonna get back to that. But I definitely out. Uh, check out check out Camp Candle when y'all get a chance. And thanks thanks Lux in the uh, in the chat there. Lux for is honestly links. amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah, rapid fire with those well, links. You know, and that is the fun thing about this uh, little music scene in general is how you can say things like, you know what, I'm going to get together with my friends and we're going to draw on all of our musical influences to create something interesting and different. And this is the sort of audience in this little scene that gets it, you know what I mean, that likes that sort of thing, that enjoys the idea that you know you're going to demonstrate your style you're going to demonstrate your influences you're going to put them all together to create something unique you know what i mean it's not going to be always the same thing over and over again 
you know it's 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 gonna it's gonna have Shows a growth. Um, you know it, 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 yeah they appreciate growth and they appreciate I think that the big thing that they appreciate is people taking the things that made them and all the different sounds that made them and putting them together into their own work you know what I mean I think that's the one thing about the artists in the scene is it's influenced by a multitude of different sounds and they're fascinated by sounds you know what I mean like right. you talked about how you went down that whole gospel funk rabbit hole from that one song and like you know that's the thing about the producers in this scene is that we will find something and just continue to like look look into it and get deeper yeah. into it and then to understand it I think that there's like a very strong um, you know, uh, a very strong sort of motivation for producers in the scene to understand music. You know what I mean? Yeah, From like, yeah, absolutely. You know, just of the feel of it. That is to say, to get it, and then to like come back after they learn about it and to have their have favorite artists from that little world. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they just discovered. But anyway, speaking of which, um, let's go back a little farther than that. Then, and what um, what made you decide to start making music in the first place? When did you decide you wanted to make music, and this was something that you felt you you would like to do? Oh, way back in the days of early two thousands, my mom got us a, a an iMac, one of those Hell translucent. Yeah. Yeah. The jabs. Yeah. Yeah. And it was some program. I don't remember the name of it. I think it was called Tactile or something like that. And and I think we were like able to like DJ on it or something like that. And wow. my mom also bought me one of those like wow. those Yamaha like uh like five pad drum things with like, Oh I, man, I, I, shout I, out mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout yeah, man. Around, she, man. She she was like, oh, you know, you want to make music? Let's try this out. And one day me and my homies were like hanging out and they were like, yo, let's like make funny songs. So <laughs> we had like this whole funny project that we did. And I like burnt CDs and passed it out at school and stuff, uh -huh. and, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that that's, oh, wow. that's what like got me started in, in the really like, you know what? I can actually maybe take this serious, you know, and then I started rapping and. I had a girlfriend that used to be like, oh, you suck at rapping oh, so bad in no. your oh, feature no. trash. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. That's Shout wacky. out to her. She, yeah, she she passed away, man. She rest in oh, peace, but she definitely got me motivated better. to be better. <laughs> Nothing wrong with somebody who actually will call us out when we could. Yeah, sometimes quality control is criticism. important. So yeah. sometimes that sort of thing is not actually a criticism. It's actually sort of a, I believe in you and I know you could do better. Right, right. Thing. You know what I mean? It's actually, uh, you know, just a, for lack of a better phrase, a form of tough love, right? You know? Yeah, sometimes yeah. people, Some people can only see criticism and then some people can look at that and be inspired by it. Almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. And think, is there a different way for me to do this? Because I, I know I have it in me and I think this person believes I have it in me. It's the only reason they're being so tough on me is they know I can be better. You know right, I mean? right. No. I mean, who wants someone saying, oh, you're perfect all the time? True. You'll never get better. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking so, of which, your you, volumes your volume needs a little more boosting, dog. Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, boosting on this thing. Dojo says the music is too Wait, loud. All right, I got you. Thank you. Here, make me louder. Mm, yeah. I think I, think I can't. And uh, I got a question. Uh, for wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I can. I'm can. Oh, How about that? Yeah, that works for me. Is um, that better? Or should I lower it? All right. That that works for me. Let me lower it on my end. Okay. And somebody asked mm -hmm. in the chat a little ways back, uh, Mark, are you working on anything new right now? Uh, 
personally, not right now, but I, I am working with an artist uh, who. Uh, yeah, I want to say we also... talked about that a little last night. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if she wants me to like talk. About... Well, no, I can. Her name's Brianna Cash. She's or Brianna Castro. She's uh, an artist that signed to Interscope Records. So uh, we linked not too long ago, and we've been working on that's huge. You know, music. You know, so it's we have a track coming out soon i i guess i'll let her do her thing as far as like promoting it and everything mm -hmm. but we're getting ever getting all the the things worked out and we're going to be releasing music soon so i want to say i saw a little bit of teases uh, maybe on instagram from that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very cool yeah and and shout out to her and, and shout out to her uh uh her her producer friend pop wanzel or pop wanzel um, he he actually is uh, the son of Dexter Wanzell. If you know your sample history, Dexter Wanzell theme from the planets is one of the most sampled oh, records wow. of all time. That's Philadelphia wow. International, you know. So yeah, no, I I, I know I'm familiar with. I, mean, I live in Philadelphia. I'm yeah. familiar with that. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I lived in Philadelphia. We have fun here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically you the minute you had music production software at your fingertips was when you realized like i can make something i think i like doing this i think i can start off making some beats for myself i can do i can you know i i can i can do some bars i can make some verses i can start growing this into something else and at what point did you become vincent remember good question um, I, yeah I was it before you discovered the vaporwave thing, or were you already had you already selected that name and had been experimenting with sounds previously? I, I was already experimenting with. The, so when I when Vincent Remember was the inception of Vincent Remember, I was already like doing like beats and working with like artists there in Philly, like mm -hmm. I, you know oh, Freeway cool. and yeah and Gilly and all them guys. You working with like Freeway? That. Yeah, I got I got a track with Freeway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's what? Freeway? What? Free. I live oh, under a rock. famous Bill Delvia rapper who was signed to Rockefeller uh, no at one shit. point as well. Yeah, I, I live under yeah, a rock yeah. mark, by the way. So, thank yeah, you for no, uh, for cluing me in. He was signed. I just seen. If, I don't know if you guys seen the the new uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I just seen him on that. I'm like, oh, oh the, cool, yeah, oh yeah, the uh, the dr the the sort of like drama uh, version of it, right? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know. Oh, don't but, tell me there's a gritty reboot of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It, it is. Oh it is. man, <laughs> somebody, no, I, I like somebody that idea. doing no, lines in the back idea. room of some bathhouse. Oh my God, here's the gritty history of Uncle Phil or some shit. No, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of, a, no, of you know. I got, did, well, didn't they Carlton. do that with uh, the Archie comics and everything too? Already oh, too, right? Will they stop? Yeah, they're supposed to be doing it with Family Matters next. What? No, no they're, <laughs> they're gonna have the gritty backstory of um for Urkel, uh, Urkel, <laughs> fucking Carl of uh, Carl Winslow. He's actually a bad cop. <laughs> oh my god! No, all right, well hold I'm on. Not okay Wait, with this. I gotta. All right, hold on. We have to rewind for a moment here because I have to understand how you got in contact with. How, when did the really? When did you start producing? When did you produced with Freeway? And when did that happen exactly again? What time right, frame is this? Story. So yeah, can you talk? Do you talk a little bit about producing music with Freeway? Because I'm very interested in that. Uh, I'm 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 kind of get, go ahead. I'm gonna stop talking. Please do go. So the the timeline of that is I, yeah. I used to when I was a rapper and uh -huh. I was like you know what I'm gonna start making beats for myself. 
a guy I was very cool with named Daddy O introduced me to this guy named Saint San. Saint San used to uh he was signed to Will I Am back in the day. Mm. And uh you know they made like amazing music that it's never going to come out hopefully one day it does come out because it's, it, it's oh, really good man. you know whoa wait what why did it never come out yeah i want to know this too I, I, yeah i don't I, I guess i don't i don't know man I guess it happens all the time yeah. actually honestly you know what i mean that happens all the time is somebody yeah, produces this stuff is that good, and it it's, is. it's almost released on the major label but i guess there's only so much it can do things fold right. influences fade and then they just get shelved i've seen it actually happen a bunch of times yeah, and, and think about and it. Tragic. That kind of happened with him, but I was working on Saint Sans project. Mm-hmm. Saint San has been in the music industry for a very long time. He got signed back in like 2001 to Universal. He he's friends with Nelly and yeah. whatever else. So all these wow. guys in the music industry, you know, know him as being like a writer producer. So one day we were working on a record and Freeway, you know, they have a relationship with each other. Came and heard the record. And he's like, y'all want to get on it. And then Gilly the Kid got on the record mm, too, so wow. we wow. just you know had had that record there, and, and it came out on one of Freeway's projects. Uh, uh, Things called uh, Black Santa. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> wow! Twenty twelve. Goddamn! Fascinating. Yeah, Ten man. years ago. Wow. We. Yeah. Two, what's the... two years before Vincent Remember? <laughs> what's the story behind yeah. the moniker <laughs> Vincent Remember? What does it mean? Um. I don't yo one day I was in in the house with the cuz I, I have three children and my my you have three young, kids? Yeah, I have three children. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're all like stair step <laughs> kids. <laughs> oh, wow. But um I think I was like in the room with my youngest and and I just put her to sleep and I was thinking about this this dude named Vincent that um I used to fight all the time when I was in elementary school. What? And <laughs> and I looked what? at like yeah. I figured this was an anime story. reference or something. <laughs> nah, I just was thinking about that, and I'm like Vincent, and then I seen the word "remember" on the wall, and I'm like Vincent, remember? I'm like, oh, oh no shit, that it's, a great, it's a great name. It's a great, it it's is a great name. It's very evocative, and now it's even more evocative that I know the story behind it. You know, just like oh, that this guy I used to. You know, I don't even know what he's doing now. I just like out of all the things I can remember, this is one of the things for some reason, and it's just ah oh, man, I wonder how that shaped me. No anyway, idea. Vince, you remember? This is no idea. Wow, <laughs> that's um, that's a fascinating reason behind the yes. name. Interesting stuff. Okay, so that's really kind of interesting that you come from this world of um, producing for uh, hip hop artists, and you're in that scene, and then you just sort of. Uh, you know, you you move towards the vaporwave world. You definitely do have a lot of uh, varied interests and a lot yeah. of like varied like you know you, you know you you have a lot of varied interests and a lot of varied influences. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually just wanted to add on to that too because I'm I'm thinking about like just because when I used to fight Vincent all the time, one time <laughs> oh, yeah. I, Go ahead. Go ahead. one one time I kicked Vincent and that like made him really fucking mad like how could you do this to me you're supposed to fight fair you're supposed to do what i do and and now i'm thinking about vincent remember and the reason why i started vincent remember is because like i'm working with all these hip-hop artists and it's like they're taking their sweet ass time like with music and it's like oh i gotta wait till the temperature is right to dip my toe in it has to be like this it has to be like that and i'm like yo this i i found vaporwave and i'm like 
yo this shit is exactly what i feel like why do we have to take our time you know mm, doing yeah. something that that the like the this is for the world this isn't for your personal fucking ears like you know wow. i i would like to appeal to the world and and share and have these conversations with people about things that i'm interested in very wow. cool you know appreciate oh my God, that someone passion. said i wonder if vincent love that, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though man that's real cool. there's definitely yeah so there you definitely have like an urgency streak in you mm -hmm. like you're like you have something to yeah, say you want to do it spot. you're tired of you know it, it can be like exhaust it's exhausting to deal with people who just um think it's all about them or who to think that everything needs to be perfect before they can do something perfection yeah. is a lot of times the enemy of getting anything done right you know what yeah, i mean like the for real I'm a perfectionist so, it's so like impractical and you I'm, know what perfection is but perfection is such a subjective concept at the end of the day like what does that even mean and what you think right. is perfect isn't what someone else thinks is perfect absolutely so why focus why worry you know what i mean right. do the thing make the thing put the thing out well, there and there's a point of diminishing returns where right. like if you put too yeah. much time into something you're wasting time like you're you're not getting other things done and it's only getting like marginally better it might actually be getting worse at a certain point like well per yeah exactly yeah absolutely like how do you guys exactly. decide also, when you're done working on a song you know what i mean like i've always wondered me that. both of you uh why is uh vincent you go first um i i decide when vincent i'm <laughs> I get to it. Well, I, I let my I let my children hear it, or I let my girlfriend okay. hear it. I'm like, "What do you think about this?" And it's like, "Oh, I really like this." And it's like, "Okay, well, I'm done with that. Let's go to the next oh, cool. one." As soon as like they're that. like, "This is oh. cool, I like this," you know, it's like, "All right, cool." That's that's my gauge to know, like, that's "All right, sweet. let's move forward," because somebody's gonna like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, for me, it's um, it's just it. I don't know it just it feels done when it's done okay. it feels done right and i'm tired and i can't do anything more and with I'm it tired. and i'm gonna send it to somebody else to master it now exactly. <laughs> like uh yeah. you know what i mean like Very i've cool. done everything i can and it's i don't know if it's perfect because i don't even know what perfect is at the end of the right. day it's you subjective. can look at perfect as like well true but also perfect can just be a process and that pro and the process of perfect yeah dude and like you know, maybe this song isn't perfect, but maybe you get better with the next one that gets closer mm -hmm. to perfect, or the next one gets Real closer time. to perfect. And then, like, perfect is just, like, your whole career. At the end of the day, is just moving towards getting to that, like, uh, to, you know, to whatever that is. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to just be with the small details. It can be just a, a giant arc of trying to get to perfect and in that arc is all is your whole body of work you know what i mean like the first thing you made wasn't that great when you look back at it but you know like what if you spent all that time trying to make that first thing you made perfect and here you are like 10 things out and you like look at that first thing that you like worked until it was perfect and you're like that's not perfect at all right. my idea of what perfect has changed so much you know what right, i mean right. i guess that's why they remaster stuff yeah yeah <laughs> yeah very much um all right can i ask another question yes please do uh, Mark uh, so we know kind of how you got into music and when you decided to start making music, what made you decide to do it. But I don't know, when did, when did music in general click with you? Like when you were a kid, was there something that you heard that you're like, oh man, I really, I really love music. I really am interested in music. Well, what was the first song or artist that really moved you and got you into it and got you into music in general? Not even just making it's it, wonderful but question. just experiencing music. You know, being... I, my earliest memories was Michael and Janet Jackson. Those were my earliest memories. You talked about you know. that. You sample a lot yeah. of Janet in your music. Yeah, yeah. It's a great effect. Rhythm Nation is such a great Rhythm Nation is such a great My mom always used to say, like, that's the first thing, like, the first 
But yeah, the, the first word that I spoke or the first words that I not spoke but were able to read was Rhythm Nation. Like that album means really? so much to me That's because I like, love that album. It's one of the best pop albums. Oh, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Top and, tier and, Janet. Yeah, yeah. From top to bottom, like I, I still play the last three tracks to go to sleep. You know that. Oh, wow. really? Like cool. that. That's it. It, it means that album meant so much to me. And, and the same thing with Michael Jackson. And, and you know, I was born in '89, so like right around that time, you know, Moonwalker came out. I didn't watch Michael Jackson Moonwalker like a million fucking times. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was just like this dude was magical like i didn't even yeah. think this dude was real man <laughs> yeah no i didn't either there's literally like i thought michael jackson was just like a superhero like because exactly. i had the similar experience watching moonwalker and like i feel like i don't even know if i'm misremembering it but there's like i feel like there's a point where like kids are like michael jackson's not real he's not and like he's not real <laughs> well i thought that like kids were mocking this kid's like he is real i've seen him and like I might be just making that up in my mind now, but I watched that That's too, really and I thought funny. he was like, I thought it was a guy playing Michael Jackson, and like, because like, you know, he turns into like a fucking robot and shit in that thing, yeah. and like, you know, I I didn't know, I thought this was like a yeah, there was a movie, like in the same way everything else I watched was like uh, people actors playing a character, yeah, one of those, and like I didn't know Michael Jackson type was really either. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't know Michael. I thought Michael Jackson was like another superhero when I was a kid because I didn't know when I saw Moonwalker specifically. Yeah, I, I remember, like, having this thought, like, it just hit me. I was like, yo, does Michael Jackson use the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I heard it on Hot Takes. <laughs> does he do? Is he like us? Like, what does he do? Like, where's the line between human and Michael Jackson? Um, <laughs> That's like, um, Moonwalker's a really, really inspiring thing to watch for the first time when you're a kid. Like, that shit will stick with you of, like, just the power of, A, music, and storytelling in like a weird um because it's like very surreal so it's like probably like one of my first um interactions with like surrealism Surrealism is is Moonwalker. yeah because it's so strange and like things break out into music and then like you know it's like i don't know i mean some of those old you'd say that movies were fucking weird too dom bluth like uh yeah like um, like the secret of nim that's all dogs go to oh the secret of nim yeah yeah that's great absurd Mm -hmm. absurd uh, NCXKD says, how did interstellar love come together? Yeah. How did that happen? It, yeah, it came together because, you know, telepaths sending me those cryptic, you know, fucking... <laughs> transmissions. <laughs> comments. Transmissions? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, transmissions, exactly. Fucking decoder ring messages. <laughs> yeah, so he had me, uh, Luke had me uh, up like, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Um... Wow. Okay. And oh, then, um, how did the yeah. collaboration process go with that? I want to know this too, because I'm always interested in collaborations, and I, I'd love to know, like, how did that go? Like, did you send something? Did he send something? Well, it's a split Which album, isn't it? Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. but how did you like organize who was going to do what? How long it was going to be? So the the initial track, the actual title track, Interstellar Love, he sent that to me first and was like, "Yo, can, you know." could you like add something here like maybe some atmosphere and stuff and if you listen it's kind of like birds chirping in the background and stuff Mm -hmm. so that was like the uh just the basis of like what we were going to do and then he he presented the idea okay let's do a split album rather than you know sending tracks back and forth and doing Mm -hmm. it that way where you know he could take his time to pick the tracks that he wanted to you know uh work with and then i picked the tracks that i wanted to work with where you know mm. and then he came up with the whole concept for it as far as you know this this whole storyline behind it and whatnot 
But I, I was really inspired by, you know, records that I've, you know, heard as a kid or, or you know, that, that induced the nostalgic factor, you know, especially mm-hmm. like the uh, the Two Sons, the, the last track on, on, on my, my end of the split, which is uh, a Michael Jackson record, you know, um, mm-hmm. it was a, it was unreleased at one point, but it came out in the 80s. And, and it just, and, you know, it every time like spring comes I listen to that record because it's so like it's so poppy and upbeat, but it's also nostalgic at the same time. I'm like I want people to see and hear what I hear in this record and just loop, mm. you know, what you know makes me feel euphoric, you know. Very so cool. that that yeah. yeah, that's how that came. Do you re-listen <laughs> to your flips very often? Like, do you like them I, better than the originals? I, I do. I, I don't know if I'm the only one, or I don't know if everybody does that. But I really oh, like. Oh, you know, I'll Skelly listen listens to, my... to this shit over and over. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, because, well, you know, you. It's almost like a process of trying to understand yourself too when you do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're listening back to your own art, and you're like talking to yourself. You're having a conversation with yourself, and you're trying to discover who you are, and you're trying to discover um, your voice. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, when you make your next piece of art, maybe you'll understand your voice even better the more you study yourself. You know what I mean? This is the whole process of life in general is the whole process of uh, being, uh, you know, <laughs> building that connection between, you know, this external world that you live in, the external self that you are, and the thing inside you, the operator inside you, right? This is like, I mean, I don't know. I think that's what life should be is a continual process of trying to make your inside world as sim, you know, to, to, you know, to externalize your your inside world, right, to the outside, yeah. right. And what yeah. better way to do that than to go back to the art you've made and to re-experience it, or as Mark is saying, to go back to those times in your life that meant something and re-examine them and um, dissect them, right. In the same way that you listen to that song every time spring happens, right, yeah. or in the same way that you listen to the flips and the edits you've made and the vaporwave songs that you've made to figure out the parts of the songs that really had that deep meaning to you. And, um, you know, and it, this is just, it's a conversation between the selves, the outside self and the inside self to try yeah. to marry the two together. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Miz just, that's how I feel at least. Uh, anyway, uh, um, inside you are two wolves. Inside you are two wolves. They're both, they're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Hey, I want to know, um, so I know you were encouraged to sing. You have a, you have an absolutely wonderful voice in the in the al- on your album, by the way. Um, really great voice, uh, uh, very unique voice too. It's distinctly your own, and I love the way that you produce it too. You know the way that you. It, one of the toughest things, and this is, I would really like to get into this a little bit because I think that a lot of people probably need some advice for adding vocals to their music. Some people want to do vocals, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know where to start, or maybe they're a bit anxious about doing it. I do vocals with a bunch of my tracks as well, and I know that a big challenge is is trying to find the space to put it in. You know, you have to work with new frequencies now. You have to dull other ones down to fit you, and everybody's voice is different, so you have to figure that out but do you have some recommendations to people who want to put vocals into their music and kind of you know do you have any recommendations of what how they should start doing that or or, or what they should do or any, any techniques or, or ideas that they should think about before they do it um i i think one of the the the, the coolest things is and i'm gonna you know mention michael jackson again and his whole songwriting process is, is being able to 
just be free and and you know if you are creating a piece of music allow yourself to you know hum a melody or you know just just do a melody just just be free and 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 you know right. allow yourself to, to go Trying down to that path something. and yeah and ad-lib something and just see where that takes you like i, I i'm thinking about the song rated r that i that i oh. you know came up with i was great working of that work, yeah, thank you. I was working with that for a, a little minute, and then you know, every time I think about like the lyrics of it, like it doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's I don't know. It's just like it was an expression. Like I don't I don't know what this is, but I want to express myself and and just being allowed to express myself. And and I've and I've learned like you know over the years, like I, it's it's not really about you know how much content you can put out or you know making money from your content or you know or True. you know having the the best or the the biggest you know fucking response from it is just being able to create because when you were speaking about the the ability to have that conversation with your external and in in in, in, in internal self you know it's it's being able to you know take this abstract thing to understand what your reality is because it's kind of like the dream world you know where like this this dream world is a, a response of like you know our external reality and that's what music is to yeah. me it's it's this I, like what the fuck is this you know so Very just true. allow yourself to create just, yeah. just be just be you be is be you as as much as you can be as possible while you're trying to add vocals to something fucking yeah. i don't know whistle on a song do something shit <laughs> <laughs> well said that's a hot wow. one wow that's great. Question I love for the you, idea Mark. that you're like the lyrics don't have to make sense. They just have to be an expression. You know, they they are, you know, just a vocalization of, of dreams and feelings and they don't have you don't have to worry so much about them making too much sense. They do make sense because you said them, so they mean something and people can interpret that how they want. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Oh, go ahead. You question for question. you, Mark. Go I want to know what is an act that you like a lot that you can guarantee that we've never heard of? Put me on something that you've never heard of. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's a tough question. I'm, yeah, Isaac's questions are tough, and they're fun. They are fun. They're very fun. I'm trying to think here. Uh, there's this this cool dream pop like okay, uh, freaking um, ethereal pop band from like the late 90s early 2000s that i listened to named that they call clairvoyant clairvoyant i don't know if you ever not familiar now oh wow that's my shit though yeah and uh their album time in the maiden is really good and their their second the third album uh i forgot the name of the third album whatever that's okay yeah there's like like twins mixed with like Wow! Yeah, it's it's an interesting. This is why I ask this shit, man, because I know man has some good taste. It's always really telling whenever somebody gives you like a deep cut, like something that they like that nobody else has heard. That's what I want to hear about. Everybody who comes on this show has such fucking eclectic and fascinating taste. Nobody's is ever the same. I had no idea you were a shoegaze fan. This is so exciting. How did you get into? How did you get into shoegaze and all this other music? You know, you started off in. Oh wow! Um, in, oh wow! She found Jesus Very Christ! Cool. Of course she did. Of course she did. Um, so how? So okay. 
So take me a little bit more through your musical journey. You started off, um, you were very influenced by Michael Jackson, by Janet Jackson, and obviously by hip hop. When did other things start creeping in there? When did vaporwave and ambient music and I don't know, like indie rock and uh, and shoegaze and um, you know experimental stuff and electronic music, electronic music and in general, when did that electronic music in general too? Like when did that start sneaking yeah. into your influence? Tell us, tell us all the phases. So we're, we're going yeah. after yeah, the, the Michael Jackson phase. It was late nineties. You know, I'm I, I I'm like okay, I don't want to listen to hip hop no more fucking corn and lip biscuit and shit is like big at the time i got into uh-huh. that yeah that oh yeah Skelly loves that in- shit i can't stand it <laughs> <laughs> but uh we all need a way into other things yeah you know I mean? yeah, yeah for sure so anyway so from 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 the new metal what did that lead to that led into like the the, the gothic rock and like the that makes sense black metal and shit like that and then you know, black man metal? has been Jesus everywhere. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I expect nothing. Le- I expect so, nothing less from a vaporwave producer, though, right. than to have all these different influences, phases, and to be just fascinated by music in general and all the different strange niches of it. You know what I mean? I expect nothing less from Mark. That's <laughs> true. I mean. Go ahead. Go so, ahead. Continue. So the the I was I found this band called the Birthday Massacre and like oh like, shit. Yeah, yeah. They, they they were really like influential on like my internet, you know, uh, like my introduction to like what the internet can do for a band and mm. their community. Like, th- there was a few people in their community I got really cool with. This girl named Ollie sent me this box of CDs that she burnt. It was oh, like maybe like cool. fifty or wow. sixty CDs, oh, and wow. that's how oh, I got boy. into like that's a very special my, gift. Yeah, especially she, in the late nineties. Yeah, well, this was like 2003 she gave it. Like 2004 she gave it to you. me. So one, she she shipped it out to me. That had my bloody Valentine. And yeah. yeah. And Man, like, these, these people that give us these gifts mm-hmm. like yeah. that are so invaluable. Like and that I one to, like, person a, that put you onto the good shit. You always we have a, we've had like you all and like those people are like the greatest people in the world. Uh-huh. Once it was like here, and I they give you a box person. of and they just give you a box of music and that you yeah. just like sift through. And like you're not the first person to come on and tell us something like that, where someone like a family member or a friend gave them just like a hard drive full of crazy like fiber had like or a, an like, iPod like, or a, some like, shit. uncle or something that gave him like a like a hard drive full of music. I know Uniwa had like a had like a person who gave him. A relative that gave him like a whole like collection of CDs to start looking through, like that's like the most invaluable Those people, people man. Invaluable. They do so much, and they like and it's like it's always so much in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. Go go ahead though. So the, she gave you this this C, like fifty CD box, parts <laughs> of fifty yeah. CDs, something like that, with all kinds of different stuff on it, huh? Yeah, and, and sh- shout out to her, and also shout out to one of my my uh, friends, Tani, too, because they at the same time were like introducing me into. You know things that I haven't heard before, and also another another guy, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Lewis. He uh, he got me into the Cocktoo Twins and and really placebo. I, you know, oh wow! <laughs> I, I don't know why like, a little trip yeah, Placebo yeah. could they also constructed very well made songs too. You yes, know what I mean? They did. have like a lot yes, of like they have a lot of hooks in their songs too. You know what yes, I mean? And like yes, man, do I respect the fuck out of people that can write some hooks? You know what I mean? I don't listen to Placebo every day, but I do understand that those people are great songwriters at the end of the day. And, and interesting songwriters, too. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. I, everything. Every time I think about placebo, I think about like uh, like pure morning was one of pure the big ones. morning. Yeah, yeah. And every me and every you, like yeah, they they mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, Luck said it in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, comments there, but yeah, um, yeah. So when during that time period, better. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Friend, <laughs> go on. <laughs> but yeah, during during that time period, like two thousand three, two thousand four, like you know, that that got me into a whole bunch of other things whether it was cocktail mm. twins or you know uh my bloody valentine but as far as electronic music i think my real introduction to electronic music like that that's that was easily digestible at the time was the postal service yeah, oh, yeah. indie yeah. tronic music people. really blew who, up who right was, when that album that's, came out that was um yeah. that album was let so me tell important. you man. no Dude, that's Hotel Pools. Last time we was saying the same thing. Honestly, you know dude, I, mean? I still love what Hotel it Pools. Was saying up? the same same thing. I yeah, absolutely. That man. album I, is fire, I, man. And I was I never a huge like Death Cab fan, but the Intel is a very very skilled. Well, yeah, I always yeah, love that one. Well, there's Jimmy that one DNT. Dude, there's that one DNTL song with Ben Giver before they were Postal Service. That's why they were in Chan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was just. I love that the song. I was just oh, playing really? It yeah, I love that. that song's great. There were some wow. beautiful songs that 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 guy made. Man. For yeah, sure, for sure. Okay, so yeah, I think that. So yeah, like I'm, also, we were just saying, like that was Plaza, actually Hotel Pools big influence too. Yeah. The Intel. The Intel. Mm. <laughs> I read it in an interview. Oh wait, how do you pronounce it? Say that one more time. Wait, I didn't know this. It's, how do you it's like it? the Intel. Oh, like D Intel. Yeah. I, I, okay. I read it in an interview. I've been calling it Dental for years. No, our bad. <laughs> yeah. Fight! 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 <laughs> Whoops. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I know nothing to play that. I was. I'm incorrect. <laughs> um. Wow. How many hours per day do you think you listen to music, Mark? Uh. If there's 24 hours in a day, maybe like six or seven, if there's cool. something playing most of the day. So, yeah. So, I, wait. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say sometimes I do have to turn music off and, and like kind of reset myself. But, yeah, it's it's playing a lot during the day. <laughs> yeah, we all have to Honestly, do that, there's know? not a moment music isn't on in my house. Really? I have to I stop mean, for a little bit. Yeah. I respect people that that like, like just have the TV on in the background or like actually silence. But then I'm also like, I want something on at all times. Like, uh, no, I, I respect music you. is that, perfect that's because why, you could be doing other things while it's on. You know. Well, that's why you're like the top DJ. You know what I mean? Because you're just always nope. doing that. <laughs> that's why he's the kind of DJ he is. He's he's always on that tip. Um, but hold on. So, did you ever sing before the Culture Vulture album came out? Did you ever do any acts that... Uh, did you ever do the singing, or was that your first foray into it? Yeah, I mean, I did a little bit. With Camp Candle, I did a little bit of singing. Before that, I was just doing the rapping thing. I mean, I I, I wasn't... I stopped rapping seriously in, like, maybe, like, 20... Like, 2009 or something like that, but I... I mean, all the stuff that I've ever sung on is kind of like in, on my hard drive. Like, mm. like I still got this one Vincent Remember track that I'm like, I don't know if I, that's the only one I'm like. You're gonna have to start a Patreon, out. dog. Why? Wait, 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 wait. Why? Why should you not put it out? Hold on. Go, or go when on. somebody needs a comp for some like cause that's very, very important to you, donate that. Oh, shit. I have like a back. I have a backlog of like out of songs that like I don't think this will fit on an album, but maybe one day I'll use it for a comp. Yeah, exactly. I, I mm-hmm. think that's that's what it is. Maybe there's two songs, but. 
you know the the interesting th thing about the two songs that i haven't put out is that they're like movie based like one one is called really? bring, bring back sue young because i was watching rush hour one day <laughs> that's really funny. that sounds fun then, yeah and the other one is a, is about et i don't i, I, I really want to hear that i love et wow. the extraterrestrial man that's great that maybe one day so good maybe inside. one day Oh man, the the soundtrack. Uh, I I remember I bought the soundtrack with my kids, and I used to play it for them while they were you know drifting off to sleep, and I just start crying like I gotta tear this. Oh shit off. yeah. This is too <laughs> oh, you know what, man? We there was a question I missed. Somebody asked if you ever played Vaporwave for your kids. Yeah, yeah, all the time, all, all the time. My my kids, my kids are my biggest fans. You know, my wow. uh. I, I did a video um, on my YouTube channel with my my daughter and my two stepdaughters, where they were like dancing to a uh, track. I, I think I it's uh, Meng Da. That's the name of the track. Okay, it's, it's on my uh, my YouTube. <laughs> I have to check that out later. Wait, do we have other questions in the chat? Well, Lux says she's never seen ET. Unbelievable! Oh, geez, really? That's shocking. Yeah, I'm she can show you Trancer Seven, that. but she's never seen ET. Trancers. Trancers, of course, Lex is into Trancers. Um, wait, have you seen Trancers? Wait, do have any... Me? Yeah. Or or Mark? Have yeah, you I've seen, seen Trancers? What's his? What's his name? Who's the Who's the actor in all the Trancers movies? He's a what's it called? You know, really famous like B science fiction actor. Oh fuck! What's his name? Mark, do you have a do preferred you have method of While listening to music? Black... Like, do you use Spotify, Pandora? Do you do your own crate digging? Um, I, I I've been using a mixture of everything. I I think I've really been like heavy on YouTube lately. Very cool. Because I got I just got an NPC and I'm like I want to sample nice. shit and mm -hmm. you know YouTube has every fucking thing. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know. But yeah, man. Um, I also wanted to to to, to make this known too because it's interesting that we got we got Lux in in the chat here. My my girlfriend's actual name is Lux. That's that's, that's interesting. What really? That's so yeah, cool. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to my girlfriend in the other room over there. Shout <laughs> out Lux, both Luxes. Shout out both Luxes. Absolutely. What is your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> yeah, that's a good I would like to know that too, actually. I just want to say, dinner. what I was referencing, I don't know if you remember, I tuned in on an Insta Live that you did during the like lockdown era when all the George Floyd uprisings were going on and, and, and it was just an awful time for everybody. And you were just DJing. And I was like, hey, play some Alexander O'Neill. And you were like... And you played... Um, <laughs> um, I can't remember the name of the song. It said, don't talk about my friends. Don't oh, talk yeah. about my uh, lifestyle. Criticize. Criticize. Yeah. And I was just Criticize. like, bow, bow, bow. I was like, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge, like, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis fan. Like, they, mm. I don't know what the fuck them dudes were doing back then, but they just, like, had, like, this pocket that they got into where it was, like, like pop music, but, like, it was almost like the intelligent pop music, but, like, mm. mixed, like, I don't know. It, it, it was so good. And Alexander O'Neill just kind of like exuded like their, I guess, uh, I don't know, like elegant thing that they had going best on. Best 80s R&B like, singer yeah. right there. Yeah, <laughs> it was like like a R&B. It was, like, R &B. It, it was yeah. like r and sophistipop. Like, I, it was. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly. Very classy about. and like upper class. 
Yeah, yeah. And re but relatable, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. all that all that to say, what is what is your go-to karaoke song, my man? Oh yeah, let's get back to that. Um, Michael Jackson's "Man in the Mirror." That's my go-to. That's a good one. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh my god. I was at a karaoke room a week and a half ago after the um, Future Club Three show. Uh, me and a bunch of the Rosewood people, and somebody put on "Smooth Criminal." <laughs> oh, and nice. like, it's a cool song, but you don't realize how many times you're gonna say "Annie, are you okay?" over and over and yeah. over and over. <laughs> really fast, yeah. like without getting to take a breath in. Yeah, yeah. That song well, it's is also dark too. <laughs> kind of is. Yeah, isn't it, it is. Goddamn murder. Uh, um, you know, that's the uh, the thing about those sort of like. And are you okay? Are you okay? Are you? you are know, you that's okay, like, Annie? Well, but the thing about that you have to understand with that sort of vocals is that you're treating the vocals almost like a drum at that point. At that yeah, point, yeah, there's it's yeah. all about the rhythm of how you say the the kind syllables. Of staccato. It's just like interesting. Just treating it. Just you know, Michael Jackson's just really interesting guy. An interesting song crafter because you know using these words is like you know almost like another instrument or but but a percussive instrument you know what I mean yeah. there's a rhythm to that that yeah you know, very it's very great true. hooks what a what a hook you know what I mean man I love it yeah yeah we got some good uh, questions in the chat uh, Dojo oh, underscore R four says you mentioned listening to soul and funk these days any recommendations um, oh yeah 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 I've, I've been listening to this dude Lucky Day for the last past week. Uh, he, he's like, I gotta add yeah. that to the list here. Yeah, he's like, like Frank Ocean and and um, I don't know. He's he's a really cool artist like that that has you know a lot of influences himself. And like I'm like, damn, this shit is so cool. Uh, who else have I been listening to lately? I don't know, man. I always go back to shit that I like always listen to. I I I guess I'm getting old now and shit. Where I'm like, eh. Do I really want to? I kind of been going back to some of the classics lately too, though. Like I've been yeah. re-listening to a bunch of Bjork and like Blood Brothers and fucking Explosions in the Sky, just random shit that I used to be stuff that you listened to when you were younger. Yeah, so. I mean you've seen my lists. You know, I've just been kind of yeah. revisiting mm -hmm. the old favorites. Um, so I can yeah, relate. So dude. what about? Yeah. So you've been going back to things that just bring you comfort, that bring you joy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not everything has to be a challenge. You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah, you haven't heard it in a long time, and it like it, like you have to dust the patina off of it, and it's like, oh man, I remember why I fell in love with this. Right, right, exactly, exactly. You know, the other thing is like when you spent like a good yeah, majority of, when you spent a good majority of your life, you know, looking for so much different kinds of music, experimenting with this, you know, challenging yourself so for so long, got to take a reprieve. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can't you know? just watch art house life, films all life the time. Is, Sometimes we exactly. gotta watch Jaws, and, you know. And the thing is, as we get as we get older, like there's more responsibilities. Life becomes more complicated. You know, you you sort of like value the fact that you did spend that time when you were young, finding all the different types of music and building up that knowledge and building up that um, you know and training your ears so much. And now you're like you're older. You have jobs. You have responsibilities. You're like, okay, I gotta take it easy for a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got, I've got so many other responsibilities. I want music to bring to bring me comfort. It doesn't always have to be a challenge. I. I did a lot of that challenge when I was younger. That's yeah, me with yeah, films, yeah. dude. Like, I used to love experimental, independent art house stuff. You know, the stuff you like to watch all the time. And I appreciate yes. it. But, like, after I saw Eight and a Half, I was like, all right, it's just 80s sci-fi from now on. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I, I, that's funny, man. <laughs> I'm exaggerating yeah, a be little like bit, that. but... I, I get it, I know. But, you know, it'd be like that, man. Life is complicated. Sometimes you need to uncomplicate it with the things you love. 
Soft Replica has a yeah. good question as well. He wants to oh. know what are your thoughts on Vaporwave now versus when you first started? And I kind of have an addendum question. Are you following Vaporwave still very much or not really? Started, I've been noticing like Vaporwave now has, you know, a lot of it has taken a turn towards like the, the hypnagogic or hypnagogic type style. There's a lot of, of like 90s nostalgia game. now. Yeah, yeah, and and that's definitely cool, man. I, I um, like I, I kind of feel like the the whole twenty eight fourteen kind of like took vaporwave into a direction that like I don't know, man. I and, and I don't want to go like like you said, you know, we don't want to we don't want to punch down, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like certain folks, you know, took the narrative oh, I got my in the direction. On the soundboard, let's hear it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, certain folks took the, the 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 whole vaporwave thing into a direction where it's like, this is how I think it should be. This is what this should be. This is how it, it's it's cyberpunk. It's this. It's that. And it's like, it it doesn't have to be what you think it is. You know, and only mm. you. You know. Yeah. Fair. I I think that's nobody the thing can about control vaporwave, vaporwave like you're, dude. It's you're, a you can't. Community. It's impossible to because it's just it brings in too many different types of thinkers, too many ways of interpreting it. And uh, the fact of the matter is, it's like an it's an anti-genre, and at the end of the day, it's a scene more than it is really even like a specific sound or a specific idea. It's a scene of like-minded artists, you know what I mean, that come together and like right. interact with each other and create and have fun in this little playground that we've curated. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and that that kind of like that thing kind of like moved me a little away from like the scene and that's that that is not represent that's that doesn't represent everyone in the scene but it's like you know what i i'm now it's time for me to focus on other things so that i'm not clashing with folks or having arguments with people or anything like that because nothing comes from that an an argument is just two people trying to prove their point and nothing happens afterwards so it's like whatever you know and, and shout out to folks that you know, I might have had issues with and whatever mm. else. You know, we're grown ups now, and mm. you know. Yeah, I mean, you're not good, the only you know? one that kind of quit the scene for a little bit when the whole hard vapor explosion kind of happened. It was a difficult time, you know. It separated the yeah. the the weak and well, I don't know what if I want to say weak and strong, but it it diverged in 2016. I would say. Yeah, yeah but it's cool. It's cool now. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Now. It's real cool now. I mean. It's real cool now. Yeah, there's some people that kind of did what you did, you know, like, I mean, Dan Mason, uh, you know, he, he made a lot of, like, sample-based albums, and now he has albums of just him making, like, Midwest emo music. You know, he's all just doing what he wants to do. Yeah, lots he's of do people what, are doing he's it. Do, at the end, he's just, they're just, you could do what you want to do, you know what I mean? Right, exactly, exactly. And that's, that's once again, that's what this should be about, not, you know, somebody's interpretation of what you should be doing. It's like, let me fucking do me. That's why I, mean, I, I did the fucking Culture Vulture project because it was like, yeah. you know, I here in the Philadelphia region, I'm sure you can agree that mm-hmm. Baltimore club music is a staple in Philadelphia and Baltimore. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is a yeah. form of like house music that we grew up off of, you know. So yeah. let me add that element into, you know, what I like to do. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. I want to say your oh. single even samples Lil John, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. What's it yeah. called? Nice. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's always fun to hear like really, really risky vaporwave tracks when people mix or sample stuff that nobody else is really sampling. So 
Respect. Yeah. And, and shout out to Oscob. I don't know what he's doing right now, but <laughs> you know, he, he took a chance on it. I'm like, oh shit, man. Thanks, oh, you man. released that on uh, Bedlam Tapes? Yep, yep. Bedlam I did not ta- know that. Be- I thought it was on Business Casual. No? No, that's not that cultural or just on Bedlam Tapes. No that, way. You know, I I'm, thought it was on Business Casual. Do you Oops. have any idea, like, how many, like, phenomenal albums are on bedlam tapes like i could have put that out there right now like just go through the back history like whatever you want to say about oscob or anything else um and obviously he's a controversial figure he brings it on himself he does it on purpose he's brought he brings it on himself but um you know it's at the end of the day i'm pretty sure that it's all an act but uh anyhow uh the point is that bedlam tapes however whatever it's an act. At the end of the day, Bedlam Tapes, however, is like really, really amazing albums on it. Like it's shocking. Like go through the discography. I don't know, Mark. What's your? You're you not can wrong. back me up on that. I'm not wrong, Mark. Yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, nah, nah. I mean, uh, Oscar is a polarizing. Or yeah, he's a polarizing figure. So it's like you I know, mean, I don't, I don't get why he does it. I would never. I'm literally like losing this. my I mind understand. right now. I was sure that that album was released on Business Casual. You're a hundred percent no incorrect. power decisions was so I'm not crazy. <laughs> you whoever <laughs> said it is completely wrong. Listen, man, it's okay. It's, I, I was uh, sort of right. Album. It was just a different album. I'm known to forget. It's a great album. Um, it's a great album, and that was a, it. Was a great record label uh, back in that time period. Uh, yeah, they had and, some DDS uh, on there that was pretty good. Um, I did have some DDS on there that's pretty good. Sugar Crystals, I think, one of the best that. DDS songs I've ever heard. Yeah. Hey, shout out DDS. Well, shout out DDS. So, what is an instrument or like a, a sound when you listen to music and you're listening to something you've never heard before? Is there any instrument or sound that would just like ruin a song completely for you? <laughs> um, something that'll. I I don't know. Like, let me think here. Something that'll ruin. Or even like a synth sound or production technique. Oh damn! I I can't really think of anything right now that like ruined something for me. I, I I think like like I, I like sometimes when people scat. I don't. Nobody does scat anymore. But like if I hear a scat, you beat you beat me to it, sir. Oh, you were gonna say scat, Mister Scott DJ? Say, I was I was gonna do the just just listen. That was like back a while ago. You'll never live it down. <laughs> Not that long ago. <laughs> I'll never live down that I DJ'd a ska party back in the day. Not even that long ago. It actually, actually sounds really hard, to be honest. No. Like none of that music more, is made really. out of beat grid, so that sounds really hard. You really actually. think that I was like you really think I was like beat matching ska or do you really or I was just like hitting the play button? Honestly, man, whenever people another. are just like Yeah and they're just like skanking, like they probably don't care. Listen, <laughs> it was it was a gimmick to get myself in the door so i could dj other parties and i knew that this would work once and it would never work again after that have you ever heard of shooty taylor never heard of. he's like supposedly the worst scat man ever like if you look him up there's videos of him badly badly scatting and like (laughs) it's some funny shit it's from like early internet era shooty taylor I'm going to check him out. Let me write Shuby Taylor down. I'll do. If you want to laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I love laughing at obscure shit like that. It's fun. You know what I mean? It's just like it, I love looking at these obscure, strange things because it's just 
it just reminds me kind of like how how fun and beautiful humanity is to uh you know everyone always put puts themselves out there and does something kind of silly that's unsuccessful and maybe it's low budget or looks really bad and terrible and i find that really inspiring you know what i mean i really admire the the the, the, the cringy bad stuff because it's just like Man, that's beautiful. It's beautiful that someone like did this thing and they put it out there and they kind of embarrassed themselves a little bit and people are laughing at them, but they still did it. They put the thing out there and half the motherfuckers laughing at them. They've never put anything out in their whole fucking life. Exactly. So, oh, shit. You know, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go fuck yourself, critics. Go fuck yourselves. Anyway, <laughs> it's not a hot take episode people... without someone getting told to fuck themselves. Yeah, man. Most <laughs> dude, it happens. I apologize. Uh, but it's true. Like you know, so many people. You know, like it's so easy to be snarky and criticize, and then it's really hard to actually put yourself out there and do something. True. You know what I mean, it's so easy to criticize someone or try to bring somebody down or to you know say this person's a bad person because of this or this person's a shitty artist because of this or this person's but like ah, motherfucker most of the people who do that have never even done anything um anyway yeah. eh, you know what's the, All right, what's the so line that's been going what's the line that's been going around on the internet lately a lot they don't make statues of critics you know everyone's like uh i was <laughs> quoting that, that one lately oh it's all over the place. all right so Keep converse up. question we talked briefly about something you don't like hearing what is something that you do like hearing if there's a specific instrument production technique or sound that like gets you every single time wall of sound like i love yeah oh my god cry every time oh, yeah yeah it, but it has to be in a way where it's like more like cockto twins and less like mazzy star for me like i i like i see that. what you're saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, I i understand the distinction as well yeah, All right. yeah. I think about oh some God. of the. Um... Wait, hold on. I can't. I I lost everybody. I lost everybody for a moment. Right. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. I hear and see you just fine. Perfect. Perfect. You man. know, I think of some of the Phil. I think of some of the Phil Spector sound stuff too. You know what I mean? Oh man, Phil Spector. You know, some of the production work he's done. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was a great producer. It wasn't a great person, but yeah. he wasn't a great person. Oh, I really? Mean, but like you know, like you know, "Be My Baby" by the Ronettes. You know that song is phenomenally produced. You know what I mean? Yeah, I always think about the Christmas shit when I think of Phil Spector. Christmas. Oh, that's a great. That's my favorite Christmas song. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Christmas, baby, please come home. Yeah, that's great. That song is so awesome. Yeah. So going back to shoegaze, since like I really, really want to take this time to geek out with you about it, is there any particular like song or album that you think everyone needs to hear at least once? And the shoegaze. It doesn't have to be shoegaze, I guess, but Um Can you give me a song that you think everybody should hear? Yeah. I mean, so you're you're obviously pretty knowledgeable about and familiar with like the first, the original shoegaze movement. Clearly, you yeah. have some interest in the, the second wave because of clairvoyant. Um, um, it's not really shoegaze, but you know, it's uh that movement that was going on in in you know the UK at the time. The the Stone Roses when they came out with I Want to Be a it, I love that song. It it really embodies like that 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 kind of wall of sound 
and of course they're not a shoegaze band but like little influence the, you know, in the same way yeah. like the jesus and mary chain is kind of like that yeah yeah, right. yeah. and the song it, and it, the lyrics are so minimal but it means so much because it's like when we speak about this industry or yeah we speak about this industry and people are like oh don't sell your soul to the devil it's like it's already in me it's there already i can't it's you know already in me oh man like, that's I, you're right i'm i'm that like you know you can get to that play you can be that if you want to be that like you know at the end of the day i, I just want to be adored you know i just want people to recognize who i am i'm both of these things i'm all these things you know so i, I think everybody should listen to that song because it means so Very much cool. <laughs> yeah wow that guys. is as a phenomenal choice by the I way i know dude I'm, really, I'm learning so really, much of this man really, today you know what i really loved that uh explanation for why uh but he's already in me yeah this is now, now it's stuck in my head man for moments like this oh wow love it love it how do you love feel it. about sample free vaporwave somebody asks uh, Sample Free Vaporwave is, is pretty cool. I, I remember one time, um, or, or when I when I first started getting into the scene, it was this dude that came out with this project uh, that was like, um, uh, kind of like a a, a business. Um, I, I don't know what it was. Kind of like his, his business day, and it kind of business day. I don't know what the hell it was. I just <laughs> in one day and the sounds like do 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 do. I'm like, oh shit, this is nice. I'm I'm proud of like people actually, you know, taking the time to like create these different things in the vapor. Was it business travel bonanza or Donovan Hikaru? I Donovan Hikaru. People are naming names. Donovan Hikaru. It might have been Donovan Hikaru because it sounds familiar. But I I was like, yo, I like where this is going. It even inspired me to create this track called. uh, I, I, uh, a fun, it was basically like my rendition of like the hold music, you know, because there's always oh. you know, like I, an opus it's number somewhere one. You're talking about the um, opus, uh, was it opus number, opus number one. one, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, there was their whole, um, there's, yeah, My Pet Flamingo did a whole uh, compilation that was, the theme was hold music. Yeah, they and, did. And didn't a lot they? of people remade uh, Opus. No, I, Eyeliner remade Opus Number One. Oh, uh, I think awesome. I think most people were doing versions. Of, I actually had a song on that too. Uh, tell you the truth, uh, but mine was an original composition, for right. fake hold music for the uh, children's, you know, uh, you know, Christian children's hotline. I mean, <laughs> fake hold music for that. And I it was need just to listen really to evil this. Shit. That sounds fun. It was just really evil stuff. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> evil know. stuff. You would. Yeah, I did, and like I also sampled like a bunch of like you know, famous uh, choir stuff. I don't. Know. Anyway, let's get back to the conversation at hand. Uh, any other questions? Yes, yeah, syllabus question? has a great question. What's an album? Absolutely. Because we're actually, it's actually already an hour and a half. Believe it or not. Yeah, so, we're we're, like, we're gonna have to get. get oh, I gotta check the anonymous submissions in a minute. But syllabus says, Ooh, "What fun. is an album? Absolutely, no one should hear." Um, anything by Corey Feldman. Please don't listen to his music. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, that you don't want to listen to the Angel uh, album or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Yeah, no. I, 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 I guess Pacific Plaza, Eventual Infinity did curate that Hold Music album. Uh, shout out Eventual Infinity. Phenomenal. Love that guy. Hayden, Continue. I'm awesome sorry. Awesome guy. Needs to come on the show. Love Hayden. 
Yo, well, we gotta get everybody on eventually. I like to call him Pad Sinkington because one time I was drunk and it was before I knew who Pad Chinnington was, and I thought that Pad Payton was Pad Chinnington, so I called him Pad Chinnington. And then one time he made fun of me because he said DJing was just pressing sync and play, so I call him Pad uh. Sinkington. <laughs> I never use the fucking sync button. That's because you're a uh. good DJ. No, it's because I don't fucking trust the sync button. It's going to fuck you up. you got to actually make sure it sounds right before you start hitting that sync button. Right, right. Um, I just, just adjust your tempos, man. Just adjust your tempos until it sounds correct. Um, anyway, we, 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 do we interrupted Mark? Was he in the middle of a thought? <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't remember. I, I was also going to uh, respond to Dojo in the comments. They asked don't listen what? to Corey Feldman. That's what it was. Never yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, you're going to respond. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Corey Feldman, but also uh, they asked about the Chameleons, and yeah, I love the Chameleons. It's one of my favorite bands. But uh, yeah, Corey Feldman, um, I, I think it's more like theatrics, and, and I kind of think it's like satirical with Corey Feldman. It's not really like a serious thing that he's doing. I just watched it one day, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, he was on like the Today Show and everything performing when he had that uh, that album out. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, it's so kind of like, you know, you know, I think about Corey Feldman sometimes and I, it's like, what do you do with the rest of your life after like the time when you peak is over and it happens so early? You're like, I was a big star until I was 21 and I'm going to live another 40 or 50 or 60 years. And what do you do with that time? I, you know, I, I, it's probably a very confusing thing. Sometimes you end up with some bizarre fucking band like that Corey Feldman angel band or whatever it's just it was like what the fuck do I do with the rest of my fucking life you know what I mean <laughs> like I'm always gonna be known as Corey Feldman how do what do I do with this now well do you oh, think shit, there's I such thing as objectively bad music I, I don't I'm, I, I wouldn't know like, what to do you man you're I'm not a fan of Corey Feldman fucking angel band too <laughs> do you think uh, some art is just objectively bad and, and that's with without them knowing that they're bad they're just like yo I just want to just be me and create music and it's just terrible mm. like it is is it are you referring to that type like of like music? like that one rapper ice jj fish where he just has that really screechy voice like you know just the the room yeah, but music I'll, I'll, like is there such thing as stuff that's like so bad it's good or <laughs> you know room but music <laughs> room oh, that's really funny isaac i was giving uh yeah I, like i i Oddly enough, I, I listen to Ice JJ Fish if I want to laugh every now and then because Same. it's it's fucking hilarious. It's like this guy really he he did an interview one time and he's like he's serious. He feels like he he can sing. He feels like that. Like I really can sing, and I don't know what everyone is laughing about because I can sing and this sounds good to me. And I'm like, well, that's good for you, man. That's really good. <laughs> I mean, like I feel do bad for think- Hayden, but like, no, no, you can't, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes I go on like Catatonic Youths, that YouTube page or the Facebook page, and just look at like all the failed version, you know, music videos that they put out by like these obscure bands from the middle of Nebraska that like tried to make like a new metal band twelve years ago, and it doesn't not aged well because it was very derivative. Catatonic or, like, Youths, like all the crunk core stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. You remember that Broken Side, huh? Chris? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Can you imagine like? Like you're that you're broken side for the rest of your career now. Like <laughs> that's crazy, man. Like can you imagine like you did this like thing that was a gimmick that only worked during a certain time period. 
You know, when a few things came together correctly in like 2008 or 9 or whatever or 10. And like you'll never make any sense outside of that like three year time period, and that's your career. That sucks. I don't know. Don't, Shout out side projects. Be re- <laughs> I, I don't. You'll always be known as broken side guy. Like you gotta watch out. You gotta watch out what you put yourself behind. You Shoji might make says some money right away. So one hundred gex could run. You're not wrong. <laughs> Shout out Shoji, by the way. What's yeah, up, shout boy? out Shoji. Love how That's another Philly guy. MVP. He's yeah. technically, I think, New Jersey, but I consider him adopted into Philadelphia. He does a lot of That's really cool shows up in guy. New York, though. He has a lot of really cool shows up in New York, so always, if you see those, go to them because they're very fun, and Shoji is just super fun in general. You know what I mean? Super fun and talented. And a wonderful DJ, too. Really great. Hell yeah. He's, Hell yeah. He's done Terminally Chill multiple I want to say times. I listened to he's a Shoji set DJ not long ago and uh, was very, very enjoyable. Like, guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, he's phenomenal. So much energy. Uh, yeah. I prefer to Shoji as a firecracker. Uh, anyway, um, any more questions? Because we're starting to get into like, the I last have, half hour I have a now. question. First, yeah, get, uh, guest, uh, guests run up the questions. Uh, chat. Blow it up for us. Um, we talked about objectively bad music. Does it exist? I don't know. Is there objectively good music? Like nobody should criticize this. This is good. Like you know what yeah. I mean? What do you think? Is that what you're asking? Do you believe in objectively Me? good art, Mark? And if yeah. so, can you think of some examples? I think there is like objectively like it, all, all across the board. Like everybody can like, oh yeah, this is the best thing ever or or yeah we agree that this is good because I've, i'll always find people who are still going to be like i'm not really True. into it i really don't get it I, you know and it's fine you know um yeah i, I even the, the the my favorite things there's there's always somebody that's like yo mark i don't know why you like this you know and, and it's cool you know whatever you know to each his own that mm-hmm. old saying you know but yeah mm-hmm. i don't think anything is objective when it comes to art indie so advance says yeah. new jibbies new jibbies <laughs> <laughs> uh i can field that question too and i yeah. would say that absolutely there is no right or wrong answer for art and that you know you'll find Agreed. somebody who doesn't like what you like and that is what it is I do, however, believe there sometimes are like critic. There sometimes is critic-proof art. That doesn't necessarily mean mm. it's objectively good or objectively bad. But there are some like art that's like critic-proof that like no critic ever gives a bad review to. Like Loveless, for example. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that album is critic-proof. Yeah, and there's not a single like you know uh, I've tried music critic in the world almost got canceled. Well, you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Loveless. That's really funny. Um, Yeah, I think that you'll never see a music critic say something bad about Loveless. I think they'd almost fear they'd lose their job if they did. But you might find somebody who doesn't ever listen to Shoegaze and has no familiarity with it and has no, and isn't their thing. Maybe they listen to fucking like, they probably they may listen to like Tim McGraw or something, and you want to put like Loveless on for them. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this vacuum cleaner sounds you right. keep playing for me?" Oh, your washing machine <laughs> making and, album, cool. Well, your washing machine making album would be like a dubstep album, but like I would say, the vacuum cleaner making an album would be <laughs> Somebody like page a shoegaze album. No, I I'm into it, man. I'm into the washing machine <laughs> smashing around, making fucking robot frog noises. I like robot frog noises. I, 
I mean, if you would have told me like 15 years ago that like one day there'd be like a bunch of pretty half naked girls dancing around to like robot frog noises, you know, at a festival, I'd be like, no way. But now here we are. And I'll never doubt anything ever again after that. I'll never. There's every every future is possible. Let me tell you right now. Um, any other questions? Because we are starting to run short. Oh, yeah. Time. Shoji says, when's the next Vincent Remember show in Philly? Oh, okay. Yeah. You want to do one? Oh. Then I come, come co-DJ at Terminally Chill. I throw a big dance party here in Philadelphia these days. It's very fun. Shoji's co-DJed it many times. You can just check it out on Instagram. You should come uh, co-DJ. Guest DJ. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I definitely come come back. I mean, I, of course, I've done, you know, with Virtual 94, I've done a few. I know you have. I, I actually played there. at that show, too. Very cool. Um, but yeah. you should definitely come to Terminally Chill. Also, that's actually, we do that at the Barbary, and I think the next one is uh, in the Dolphin in, in uh, South Philly. We do that in the club, and oh, uh, we oh, yeah. have a whole big following for it. And Virtual 94 is there, too. They set up the chill station there, which has, like, video games and shit. And, yeah, they're involved in it, too. Um, but yeah, oh, terminally yeah. Ch- ch- check out the Instagram for that man. Those parties, my parties go off, my friend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me know. I'm definitely down to, to do a yeah. uh, guest DJ set, man. What what kind of decks know. do you use? Uh, I've been. I have this this small control, this new Mark controller. But I'm thinking about That's getting something a little uses. bit more. He's a wizard yeah. decks. Yeah, I, and I mean, I'm not really like a, a scratcher dude. I'm really, I'm really like no. We don't want that anyway. It's yeah. about you know, a dance party at the end of the day is about the audience. And I said this at the top of the show. Like dance yeah. parties are about the audience. This isn't necessarily a performance. This is a dance party. I do this party every other month in Philadelphia, and yeah. uh, you know, so and like a lot of people have co DJ Isaac's. So I have another Isaac's done the one that uh, in. Uh, so there's two of them actually. I have the one in Philadelphia, and then. My buddy Fantacat, shout, shout out Agnes. Out she, Agnes. She, she manages Terminally Chill NorCal over in um, Sacramento now, California. And that guy right there, Isaac, has co DJed that one before. And uh, yeah. yeah. Shoji's been at the Philadelphia one. We've also we've had Pat Jennington at it before. Um, you know, uh, James from Death Dynamic Shroud. Swagness. All kinds of people have co DJed it. So Good times, yeah. yeah, man. You got to jump it's on. Fun party, but the this dr- isn't this isn't the shout out time right now. I don't want to get into too. Well, much Shoji just asked me how far the drive was. It was eight hours and fifteen minutes. It was worth every. Jesus Christ. Every, and Central California, you guys y'all, on the West Coast, if you've never been to you Fresno on the West or Modesto, Coast, man, you it's guys so drive. Fucking boring, dude. Like Tehachapi is beautiful. The rest of Central California sucks. You guys on the West Coast are on a whole other tip about oh, your dude. tolerance for driving. I don't know. Like, how, I can't even. You guys are like, yeah, I drove two hours, oh, and I'm in Jersey, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like I'm like two hours. Yeah, I don't know how you drive. like. Oh, I'm gonna have to, to go rent need... my little private plane for that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do these like five hour drives. Like oh it's yeah, nothing. It's, it's fucking it's crazy. sucks. Like that's how far I had to drive to Mesa. Jesus um, Christ. question for you, Mark. How important do you think? Things like blogs, curators, and tastemakers are for curating, uh, like Spotify, YouTube playlists. Since you said you use YouTube, how important is that to like tastemakers? What the fuck is a tastemaker? Like that's always been <laughs> my thing. like it's like an influencer know, like, that has that has good taste. Tastemakers, I don't know, man. Who likes? Fuck, I don't people? know, dude. Like, I, I think I'm a taste. Actually, I, I was talking to Hot Wax. I, I don't know if you guys know Hot Wax, but there's a job you can wax. get yeah. where you like you pick songs for like Starbucks. You're and I was like, oh Adam, my right? fucking god, I want that. Yes, Adam. 
I was like, I want that yeah. job so bad. Um, that will be a cool job. But there's this fucking website called uh, uh, Submit Hub where they have these. Uh, familiar with Submit Hub? Yeah, the, the, I, I think every person who's a producer is familiar with Submit Hub. I've sent things to Submit Hub, and it's just like I'm like, who the fuck am I sending this to? Like, yeah, you like, know what I mean? I've tossing your pearls before swine. <laughs> no, I've actually done it before. I've actually used Submit Hub before and then like had like the people and I didn't realize I was like friends with them on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and they've reached out to me. Like Raw oh, Ryan what? reached out to me. Like, Raw Ryan works like, for Submit Hub? What? He's got I I didn't even he's just like, you know, you could just like message me. You would you didn't have to spend Hey, I, I heard uh Scary Smoochums in the Chipotle. Oh, uh, what? No, that's that's a that's joke. not real. No, no. <laughs> All right, you were my song, Skelly Smoochums. No, that did not happen. That didn't happen. No, but like, yeah. On the real though, like, you're like, do, who you, are do these you think people? like blogs are and like? Then they like they have the nerve important? to decline like, you. Like, fuck. Do you think uh, curators matter, or should people just be using algorithms? I I think when it comes to like the Spotify playlist and shit like that, I I think there are like valid folks that like really curate very good playlist especially like that that one vaporwave playlist on on spotify like the official one and also the other mm -hmm. like offshoots of that it's very, playlist the young yeah, it's, it's very well curated it, as far as like yeah, blogs and shit like that i don't i don't even like are blogs still a thing nowadays like nope. no man not really i mean it's a shame sure but i remember back in the day when they were and you could just yeah. you just email them and You'd email like twenty or twenty-five, and like, like hope maybe like a few got Anthony back. Anthony Fantano's was, picks, and like nobody even reads pitch. But it was always cool to have blogs back then because then you got like you got like some copy too because someone might write something nice about you, and it was True. cool to have that. I I still have all my copy saved from the early Good. days of the vapor, the two thousand ten to two thousand like thirteen days back when blogs were a little bit more popular. Like I I saved all I copied and pasted every every time they would write something about me and saved it in my little uh, EPK thing. Sonic bids, EPK. <laughs> Sonic bids. Back in the day, right? Yeah. I know, right? I still have that active because it's the I only place where I still have EPK. like all my press. Good times. Yeah. So Dojo underscore R four has a great question. They want to know how do you find a good sample? What do you listen for? Um, it has to move me in a way, and it doesn't have to be a, a specific thing. It just has to move me in a way where like i'm thinking of a, a a song that just moves in a way um space space talk by uh how do you pronounce her name um damn how do you pronounce her name hold on one second here i'm sorry i'm doing i know we, we're, we're sure you're good time. no we're no, not fine we're fine uh, we could talk about shoegaze for like three hours, but I'm not going to do that to you. Asha Puth. Puth oh Lee. my god, Lux. Amazing. <laughs> you already got it? She what found it? it. Okay. Jesus Christ. That is a record that, like, when you hear it, like, it takes you through these, like, cosmic fucking chord changes, and that's like a. Like, I'll, I, I want to hear shit like that when I go sample stuff, where it's just like, it's taking me through these realms of like oh shit kind of like a, a house of mirrors or something so that's what i really look for when i go to you know go sample stuff or you know it, it has to it just has to have a movement to it where it's like oh i can really like get lost in trance yeah this, you know something memorable something dynamic yeah exactly yeah i like that good answer <laughs>
NCXKD says, what's the sample on Bathroom Vibes? Are you okay with disclosing that? Uh, Bathroom Vibes is not a sample. Bath- Bathroom yeah, Vibes I- is not a sample, folks. It's not no, a sample. You heard it here. It, you it, heard it well, on Hot Takes. It is... So there's a uh, a track on Interstellar Love that is not a sample as well that the artist that I was working with named Brianna the One was like, yeah, I really like that. Could I like write a song to it? And like she recorded in in my bathroom in my old fucking apartment, and we named it Bathroom wow. Vibes. And oh I'm wow! Like, I'm like yo, we gonna put this. On oh, that's honestly it. cool as fuck. Oh wow! Yeah, that's I, I, so I love that fun. story. I love that. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, Syllabus no. says, sorry if it's been asked already, what are some albums, songs, or artists that are extremely important to you? Like, life-changing important. Um, uh, Radiohead was, like, life-changing important yes. to me. Yes, sir, me too. Wow. Thank wow. you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because it mm-hmm. was, um, and Rainbows came out around the time that I, like, graduated high school and like i don't i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do with my life and it just was like the soundtrack for that time it was like very depressing and like you know that album was just the backdrop for like my depression at the time wow (laughs) you know but yeah that changed my life i was like oh snap i want to hear more music like this (laughs) (laughs) is that your favorite radiohead album uh favorite I don't. I think okay. No, matter of fact, Kid A is my favorite. I don't know. Kid A, Amnesic is probably like my favorite. Like, if you have to put them together, I don't know. I, I, do I have a favorite? Maybe, maybe okay. Computer. I don't know. That it's a hard one, right? Mine is always yeah. Nailed Thief, <laughs> which is an unpopular yeah, and, choice. Wow. I mean, listen. I know said. that I feel like Kid A was monumental, but Held of the Thief just has some singles that are to die for. Yeah, yeah, the, especially the, the the first half of the album where it's two plus two equals five, and then it goes into sit down and stand up, and then sail yeah. to the moon. And it's, yeah, that that's definitely like a, a banger album. Like, I love Hell to the Thief. Yeah. <laughs> In real said mid A. Mid A. <laughs> mid A. Yeah. In real is A real has never heard of Radiohead, right? No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's missing out. Anything else besides Radiohead? Because that was really, really personally very monumental to me too. Hmm. What, what, uh, how old were you when you first heard Radiohead, or like when you first got into it? I mean, Radiohead has always been there, especially like the fucking Paranoid Android video. I was, True. you know, that would pop up on MTV oh, too yeah. every now. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I, I didn't really start getting into Radiohead until I was like, you know, uh, like 19, I where you. it made sense for me. Mm. <laughs> it was like and a freshman year thing yeah. for me. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Something that changed my life. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and then the fucking slow dive Slovakia like that. Hell yeah. yeah. How yeah, do you, I, I don't know. And, how do you feel about uh, their, their third album? The one that uh, got them kicked off of. What was it, Creation or Island Records or some shit? Yeah, uh, how do you pronounce it, Pygmalion? Pygmalion. How do you yeah. feel about Pygmalion? Yeah. Do you like it or not really? I I'm I wasn't a big fan of their like uh ex, you know their their ambient experimental stuff like that. I mean it's okay, but it's it's not it's not what Slovakia was for me because I I, I kind of feel like when I go through these transitions in my life where 
it's like I don't know what the fuck is coming next. Like I, I lost my mother last year, and mm. that's rough, man. I remember you posting that. that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in that like whole time period where it was just like I just wanted to escape, and and it just represents this sort of escapism for me, you know. And and those are like monumental points in my life where I just want to just I just don't want to be here in a sense not like i yeah. don't want to be here in life i just don't want to connect with anything on this mm. realm at this at the time and, and music does that does that for me sometimes oh, oh yeah escapism is wow. i mean it's something that we all use you know and the music is is i feel like the healthiest form you know we all yeah. obviously we all have to you know sit with our emotions and process them but music certainly yeah. helps either um i guess like when you guys are sad, do you listen to sad music or do you listen to happy music? Listen to sad music, like like once again, Slovakia. Yeah, the, the I feel like the I want to sit with that. I want to kind of ruminate yeah. in that. Yeah, like the the record single in Slovakia is like that's that's what I go because it's not it's it's like a a a transcendental sadness where it's just like you're not really sad it's just like you just want to express yourself that's what that song feels like for me it's just like i just want to sing you know i just want to feel this thing like i i don't know what it is but you know i don't know <laughs> i feel that man yeah yeah beautiful sadness yes <laughs> i've always resonated like sad music any kind of bad vibes honestly like like if i had to rank all the vibes like sad music angry music just resonates with me for whatever reason more than just happy music. I like some happy music. I just, I don't know, bad vibe music seems to resonate more with me for some reason. I don't know why. And when I'm angry, you know, I'll play Dark Thrones, uh, Transylvania Hunger. <laughs> you play what? I'll, I'll play some Dark Throne. I'll play Transylvania Hunger. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. I feel like a. <laughs> but no, mm-hmm. I stopped listening to black metal years ago. Oh, that's so cool. Got, yeah, it got kind of racist. I'm like, oh no, I can't. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. there's some serious problems with with that. Some like there's some like black metal shoegaze like hybrid bands these days that are pretty yeah. interesting. It has like that black metal sound, but French with like, shoegaze vibes as well. Yeah, and like it's like a whole other scene, and that stuff's kind of cool if you ever want to revisit it. Um, yeah. we're running out of time though. Do we want to start doing some shout outs, Isaac? Yeah, I mean, if you guys are ready, well, one of the things we like to do, Mark, at the end of every episode is just give our guest the floor. You can promote anything you want. Uh, you can shout out anything you want. I did have one question. I wanted to ask you about Godpire Films. Oh, yeah. So if Godpire we could get a plug in for that, maybe before we do our shout outs, what is Godpire Films? It says. Um, during the pandemic, I bought a cinema camera and I was like, yeah, I kind of oh. want to get into that. So, you know, if, you know, if, first it's like okay what am i going to do with this am i going to like shoot music videos or am i going to like create like storylines or whatever so i'm just in the process of like really putting together something that really expresses that you know visual aspect of you know my creativity and you know i I guess i'm just getting my chops in with you know doing videos and shit like that so and and definitely look forward to you know godpire films creating like 
short stories and things like that because I feel like I, I want to just tell stories through that and have this whole visual thing going on with that. Mm -hmm. Very cool. cool. I had to ask. I noticed you've been representing a lot lately. Uh, it wouldn't yeah. be a complete episode without asking about something that you're obviously very passionate about right now. But indeed, indeed. With that being said, man, you can say whatever you want, shout out whoever you want, or promote, or drop some more hot takes, whatever you want. Oh yeah, man. Well, shout out to the the, the whole Philadelphia vaporwave community. I, I feel like it is a hotbed up there, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the place. Yeah, and, and shout out to folks like like James uh, of DDS. We oh, met, yeah. we mentioned him earlier. It's it's interesting how like folks you know kind of like have these connections because James is uh, professor is also you know at some point was my professor uh, Starkey. He's you know one of the 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 pioneers of the grime dub scene, the oh, dubstep wow. scene. Unreal. Yeah, and, and that that's always cool, and and you know we're all connected in some way and 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 that's really cool uh sh shout out to my partner in camp candle the tepsa you know shout definitely out to be looking forward to uh some some new camp candle stuff shout out to the, the cool. artists i'm working with brianna castro shout out to my family my kids my my lovely lady lux <laughs> mm -hmm. got, to, got two people with ladies named lux i love it <laughs> Um, yeah, shout out to y'all, man, for having me on tonight. You know, oh, of course, man. Uh, of course. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been, I'm, just like Chris says, like you know, I don't know about the rest of y'all. I usually meet people via Facebook or Instagram, sometimes Twitter, but not as much. But man, I think we've been Facebook friends for a fat minute, and I was like, when am I going to get Mark on the show? You know, like it's yeah, got to happen yeah. sooner rather than later. Thank you for accepting. You know, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. See. And I made time for this tonight because that means a lot. Y'all came to town tonight. It's a lot. <laughs> Who came to town? Oh, glass, glass jaws. The glass jaws. Oh, oh Mark, gosh. that means so much, man. I mean, yeah, your your so lived much. experience and like your perspective is just something that we really, really wanted to have. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry that you missed out on glass jaw, dude. But thank you. No, uh, it's all good, man. I, I would rather much do this with you guys. Do you want to plug your Camp Candle? Band I mean, if it was if it was glass, is listen, there a link if it to was like 2005, films? I would not. Say. <laughs> it was 2005? I'd be like, you go to the Glass Truck concert right now. Right, <laughs> it's okay. We'll be back again. You know, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, Dojo underscore R four does want to know if if we should watch your Bandcamp page for new stuff. Uh, Lux, thank you for the uh, the link to Camp Candle. Thank you, Lux. Thank you. Uh, yeah, keep watching. Keep watching the, the the Vince Remember for new stuff. I'm I'm I think I'm at a at a place where those records that I was speaking about, I'm actually gonna just finish them and get them mixed and mastered because they yeah, are something that I cool. want to get mixed and mastered. I mean, the vaporwave you know. scene is is very very alive. It's it's and, and the cool part so is, is a lot ever, of these almost. yeah a lot of these kids haven't shown up until more recently, so but they still love the old sounds. They still you know they appreciate the old and the new, and and so they do love we. seeing the older artists come yeah. back and do. We we love the support really of old heads, and and we love yeah. watching where it's going too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I would love to be a part of you know what the 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 new the new folks are doing with this and and just bringing you know a vibe that you know might be new for them as well. Right. So it's it's gonna be yeah, fun, man. you know. I love that. Absolutely. Well, nobody comes on hot takes just once, except for Tech Honors, but he's the only one. <laughs> hey, look, you know, 
if y'all have me back, that's all good. We have another conversation oh, yeah. about cool stuff, so <laughs> that's cool with me. <laughs> nice. Well, Chris, you probably all have right. a lot more to shout out than I do. Go for it. No, too much. Um, so my side project, Polymath Vampire, the Melodic Ambient album is uh, called uh, Make Me Feel Alive. It's coming out on Business Casual uh, next month on the 15th. Yes. It features myself doing all kinds of fun analog synthesizers and 80s digital synthesizer work, along with uh, collaborations with Winter Quilt and Golden Living Room and Donor Lens and Tower of the Sun and uh, Y94. And so that would be out on Dizzy's Casual. There is a single out right now. You can check that out. Uh, There will be another single out at the end of... The Winter Quilt out song, yeah, he did some outstanding MIDI guitar work on that. And then the second single with Golden Living Room will be out probably at the end of the month. And, of course, you can purchase my album, Glows Then Melts, on Needle Juice Records on vinyl in Glow in the Dark vinyl or Blood Splatter vinyl. Two variants. Purchase that. Needle Juice always has records in stock, so go for it. And aside from that... Um, trying to get like an ep out because okay. um, there's a big lo- a big live show well i like to get at least an ep out. there's a big live show coming up in june 10th in boston at the middle east club famed middle east club that i'll be playing that oh, show yeah along. i saw that lineup dog Woo! So, so june june 10th i'll be playing a show a skeleton lipstick show along with pad chennington fiber melanade mir notil and mir notil day damn that's so, a fat lineup out in boston too Woo! yes Next terminally chill. I'm gonna have to see how far of a drive that May is. 5th, by the way, May 5th. okay. That's at uh, the Dolphin, that's... right? Not the Barbary. The Dolphin, because the Barbary is being refurbished. So right it's now. not so a permanent move. South Philly. No, it's just okay. um, just until they refurbish everything. They're like opening up the upstairs again and everything. Very okay, cool. That's enough for me. Uh, so um, I don't have anything coming up, but I did just play a show. I got to open for Vape Error and Groovy Kaiju out in Mesa, Arizona, Ooh. for Future Club Three. We shared a stage with a cyberpunk group uh called desert runners and we shared a stage with a goth group called six feet under and uh attendance uh-huh. was was pretty solid we pulled about 350 people between the three of us wow i would say the vaporwave in stage Arizo- in arizona well you know the vaporwave stage of course vaporwave is wow. a hard sell let's be honest i mean everybody knows goth you know that's an easy sell but you know we got it was cool how many like scary looking goth people were coming and fucking vibing out to our music <laughs> i did a, a back-to-back yeah. with uh feats the wombat lo-fi house uh, played some uh, some JD Sinuti, some um, uh, no format that sort of thing. Um, good times, um, so that went really well. Uh, shout out Chief Leaf and the VA10 Association for Future Club Three. I've already talked to him about the next one that's in the works. No details, but it's looking like it's going to be really good. Um, the uh, uh, Vapor Shave event that you and I both participated in just finished yes. a couple days ago. Um, I had a, a half-hour cloud rap and sad voice set that I did. A lot of Bones, Xavier, Wolf, Young, Lean type of stuff. Uh, I cannot put it on YouTube because it's copyright claimed already. Uh, so we're going to see yeah. if Instagram is going to allow me to post. Uh, I'm not going to trim out Yoshi City. It's just not happening. Um, but it's on SoundCloud. So, you know, if you guys like cloud rap or sad boy stuff. Um, Chris, thanks for tuning in. I'm sorry that I didn't tune in for your set. I was hanging out with some friends. Uh, no, you know, man, which I don't do very often. Weekend, dude. I'll catch up. That. Yeah, you know, Lux had a set too, which she premiered obviously. Um, you know, yesterday, uh, Glam Gems uh, three, and it was fucking solid. You guys got to check that out. Um, really lots of fun. It's not often that Lux does like DJ sets of sorts, but but she's good at it. 
Uh, and of course, uh, Wave Break, I did a 10-minute break course set for uh, really just a few tracks. I lost my mind on camera uh, for 10 minutes, and that's up on SoundCloud and YouTube as well, and coming into Instagram soon. Um, coming up in the future, since she said it was allowed to be announced, the Latin All-Stars oh. Fest coming up here pretty soon. Hasn't been announced yet, but I mixed 30 minutes worth of My Partner Luxury Leads music for her as a special uh, gift for nice. her. Um, mostly tracks from Noir, um, but lots of good stuff, and I feel like I did a really good job. I ran it by her, I think, three different drafts, and there's a 30-minute set coming up here pretty soon. Don't know when yet of Luxury Elite as mixed by Young Shiro, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, Ew. Other than that, uh, I am moving soon, so we will not have a Hot Takes episode in two weeks. It will be in three weeks, I think is what we agreed on. Uh, April 11, we're bringing, unless an act of God happens, we're bringing the Virtua 94 crew to Hot Takes. Um, yeah, want to get those guys on. Probably Mr. Hideyoshi and Todovsky, maybe Shoji, if you're still in chat, maybe Paranormal, um, depending right. upon how chaotic it could possibly be. Virtua94 joins us in three weeks, same time, same place, twitch.tv slash hot takes vapor. Um, last thing, uh, no names, but we gained the agreement for a serious heavyweight to get on the show with us pretty soon. Uh, can't wait to announce that coming up in the future. Uh, we're going to have a very exclusive interview uh, coming up here in the, uh, the, for- the foreseeable future. But that wraps it up for tonight. I want to thank you, Mark, for giving us your evening. I'm sorry you didn't get to see Glass Jaw. Thank you. It was so no, fun talking good, to you, man. man. And and I just want to I want like a, to geek out with you more in the future going forward. Um, Most absolutely. Thank you to my co-host Skeleton Lipstick for always being there and being a supporter and and doing this with me uh thank you for all of you regulars luxury elite soft replica pacific plaza zodicus karamazov syllabus thank you guys for coming through and making the show what it is guys don't forget share it with your friends retweet us repost us uh invite people help us promote help us grow the fandom yeah and of course, all the episodes are up on YouTube, Spotify, podcasts, mm-hmm. and all the different. Yeah, Mark, this episode will be up on all podcasting up. services. Yeah, on all days. the ways you can watch it. In the Shout next out days. Indie Advent right. and DS Dude and oh, Luxury Elite for being Shout so out. helpful. Yes, absolutely. So Shout helpful, out, please. And uh, same time, same place. Yes. Three weeks. Twitch.tv/slash Hot Takes Vapor. Six p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time on April 11 for Virtua 94. Good night. Good night.